Thank you for joining us. This is another episode of Jonah's NBA Talk, and he has a little schedule. Do you want to like talk about a little bit before we go through it, what you want to talk about? Yeah, let's do it. So All basically, right. um, I thought we could just go through like the typical NBA awards, and obviously not all of those apply to the playoffs. So I made a few little adjustments. So basically we've got the MVP, the rookie of the year, which I basically changed it. So like any first year playoff participant. So like could counter like Duncan Robinson and then sort of the breakout player of the playoffs or the surprise as like an alternative to most improved player. And then you've got six man and coach of the playoffs as well. So Right on. All right. So do you want to start? Okay. And then do you just want to start off with that? Yeah, I guess so. All right, let's do it. Rotate through our picks. So for MVP, I came down to two finalists and they were Anthony Davis of the Lakers and Kawhi Leonard of the Clippers. And (laughs) my brain was telling me to pick Anthony Davis, but my eyes were telling me Kawhi Leonard. And so I ultimately went with Kawhi Leonard for this one. Just because I've said this quite a few times, I think Kawhi is the best player in basketball and he's easily the best I agree. easily the best player in the playoffs too. I think the I think that his the way he gets shots is just so undeniable and he can do it all by himself. Whereas like I feel like you have to contribute or attribute 80s success partially to like LeBron. Yeah. yeah but A D can take over the game whenever he wants, bro. Yeah, and he's the only thing on. is he didn't get to this point in New Orleans, so it's hard to. And yeah, Kawhi has done it with three different teams. Exactly. Yeah, and then like yeah. also, eighties mid range has definitely been, I feel like, at an all time high in the playoffs. But like, I also feel like yeah, that's just sure. a small component of his offense, whereas like sixty five or seventy percent of his offense is being set up by like actions run by LeBron or Rondo or Caruso. Um, and so I just feel like Kawhi, even if 80s technically been better, Kawhi's been more important and has been like taking on much more responsibility and a much more difficult task and succeeding in it. You want to know who I gave MVP to? Who's that? Jimmy G Buckets. Okay. Oh, yeah, for like, sure, dude. I just felt like uh, as far as just being valuable, like – He's so important to the Heat, obviously, and what they've been able to do is just so amazing. Yeah, I and agree 100% with that. That's why You're I agree with Jimmy, too. Yeah, I think Jimmy Bucket's uh, got to be. I will say, though, both Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard are on my all-playoff first team. And Kawhi another, Leonard would have been my runner-up. for. Uh, honorable mention could be Russell Westbrook, though. Oh, yeah, for the, <laughs> for the Lakers? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you have, to, you have to admit, he had one of his best playoff series for the Thunder in the first round. So <laughs> he really did everything he could. Which is impressive know. considering he played there for like, what, like eight years or something? So that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. A big series. Yeah, I honestly thought the Thunder were going to get past them. I wanted them to so bad. Well, yeah, me too. I, I despise the Rockets, but it's. You know, maybe. Maybe this offseason, if the Rockets attach two first-round picks to Russell Westbrook, they can go and get Chris Paul. <laughs> Dude, Chris Paul, 
Uh, Russell Westbrook. Oh, we can get into this later, but Russell Westbrook sucks. Yeah. Well, don't dude, I, I literally, that's all I was texting Jonah. I was like, he could be like the most expensive liability in all of basketball. I know. That's what I was thinking is, I don't, his there's passion, no doubt in my mind he'll never win a championship because I don't think he cares about winning that much. He just yeah, cares do. about what's on his stat line. It I all, genuinely think the most important thing to him are his stats and like, honestly, just like personal small victories over other players that he thinks he gets. Exactly, yeah. Like that. Or not even players, even like cousins of players too. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. But yeah, his passing was atrocious. He can't finish. I mean, he did have some good games. Like wasn't um, his game before la- this last one was pretty good, right? He shot like fifty yeah, percent from the floor. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. He sucks. <laughs> I don't care. I'd rather have Clint Capella. Me too. Yeah. CP three. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Easily. Probably. I mean, CP three and Harden didn't really work together, but. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you like take away the personality aspect, it's yeah. a much better fit though. Just yeah. like my shirt, yeah. repping Quan Alexander, 49ers linebacker core right there. Are you excited for your first game day? Yeah, if they get to play tomorrow because the smoke. Oh, really? The Rams and the Niners, it's like unhealthy air condition. Like it's like hazardous right now. So it's like up in the air right now. Where would the game be? Uh, Santa Clara for the oh, night. Yeah, yeah. ni- it's San Francisco 49ers, my team. Yeah. Yes, sir. And then also LA is kind of tra- trash too. Yeah, but they're always pretty bad anyways. No, I mean like the air quality. No, no, that's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> it's yeah. always pretty bad. Obviously, yeah, it's bad. What's what's the what's CEO? Oh, coach of the playoffs. Okay, okay. The playoffs. I got that's it. That's an easy one. That's a no brainer. Oh really? I hope we're on the same page. I don't think we're gonna be on the same page. All right. Okay, so our MVP is locking it in. Mine's uh, Jimmy buckets. Channing, Jimmy buckets. Yeah. And then uh, you've got a respectable Kawhi. Yeah. You got Kawhi. Extremely respectable. I think Kawhi Leonard is the best player in basketball, no doubt. Yeah, me too. Probably, yeah. Should we jump on to coach of the playoffs since we've already kind of broken the ice a little bit? Is it Nick Nurse? No. Nick Nurse would be probably in my top four or five finalists, but I didn't give it. That's like almost all the teams. (laughs) (laughs) this is is open to any of the 16 you can pick people who have been like eliminated in the first round yeah i had a hard time choosing guys who were eliminated but no mine's not terry mine is actually a guy who it hurt my heart to pick him but i just think frank vogel has done a lot of stuff that lakers coach yeah i've I've been impressed by um it was it was so funny i think it was before it was the last game that the Lakers were playing, like all the announcers were like, it's it's a good thing that Frank Vogel made the option to stop playing um, JaVale and Dwight Howard. And so he's like, that was a good decision. And you literally said that before game one of their series. Yeah, I liked that decision. I also thought something unconventional he did before, I think it was game four in the Rocket series, that actually paid massive dividends for them was putting Anthony Davis on Russell Westbrook. I thought that was kind of a really like obviously yeah obviously that doesn't take like that does that's not a huge risk to take but it's just like something unconventional i feel right yeah sort of allowed anthony davis to help off of a guy who is not a threat at all when he doesn't have the ball in his hands and anthony davis is pretty dominant as a uh 
as a off ball defender and that Help kind side of defender, allowed, yeah. Yeah, and that kind of allowed him to sort of wreak havoc on like hardened drives and sort of limit that. And then I'm trying to think there was one I'm trying to think of I had one other reason, one other bullet point for him, but I just think he's done a pretty good job of sort of like oh yeah, so basically he's kind of shut down like two of the most dominant offensive players in the NBA. Like obviously Damian Lillard was playing hurt for a majority of that first round matchup. Yeah, he was not the same. The Blazers offense had been insane like over the course of the bubble and the Lakers, even in game one when we beat the Lakers, the Lakers defense like had a good showing against the Lakers. We never had a good offensive game. Yeah. And then um, (laughs) not one. (laughs) Yeah, not one. And then the, they've shut down the Rockets too, and I don't like the theory behind the Rockets' offense as much as I like the Blazers' offense. For like, sure. I think there are a lot of things you can do to kind of slow down the Rockets' offense. Yeah, but like I give credit to Vogel because I mean the it's Lakers pretty easy to coach when you have LeBron on your team, but yeah. in eighty, yeah, like, hey LeBron, you want to do what you want to do, bro? Tell him what you want to do, and then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably one of the smarter players in the NBA, but yeah, still, I, I've been impressed by Vogel. I mean, he like carried Ty Lue to the finals. Yeah. I felt like, how can you not give it to Eric Spolstra? True. Yeah. Would oh, that be your yeah. runner up? That's true. That's true. Yeah, probably. I yeah, think he, good call. he, he's got to be one of the best coaches in basketball right now. He's yeah. the decisions he makes, like he'll, pull and put in and start different players and stuff. Like obviously the decision with the son wise side and bam has been ridiculous, but it takes some guts to bench Myers. He's one of the best players <laughs> in the day. He'd been starting for the team all year. He's got the best, like if you score a bucket, he's there to celebrate. That's <laughs> <laughs> teammate. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just killing it right now. The stuff he'll draw up in a crunch situation also. Yeah, he's one of the best after timeout play guys in the NBA. That's one thing that I feel like might give him an edge over Vogel, but also that's just situational because Vogel hasn't had to do that yet. Yeah, I'd much rather have Spo in like the last few minutes of the yeah. Clips game though. Yeah, when um the Heat came to uh Portland to play the Blazers, they got to use like the UP's facilities, which is kind of oh, sick. Yeah. And like yeah. my Spoh. friends saw like Bam and stuff. Obviously, didn't help him very much because I remember us running through him that game. Really? <laughs> yeah, but it, it, I think Eric Spolster, he went to UP, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did. That's, yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good pick. Yeah. I honestly don't even know, and I don't even care. I'm going to have to um, go to Terry's thoughts. Terry? Okay. I'm going to go to Terry's thoughts just because, I don't know. That's always a good pick. They did, they did pretty good. All right, what do you want to go do next? Let's go to our playoff rookie of the year. And I thought this one was pretty obvious. There weren't a lot of options to choose from. So yeah. I just went with Luka Doncic, who was in his oh, okay. series as a member. Was, wait. Oh, okay. I, wasn't, I was thinking about actual rookies. Yeah, yeah me too. I should have made that more clear, I guess. But it's just any player. Of course you're going to go Luka. You love that man. Well, yeah, well, he's a he's a clear pick if I if I knew for sure. Yeah, I don't know what his averages were, but I'd have to guess like thirty four a game. Yeah, I I don't know. Let me look it up. Yeah, it was 
probably something pretty close to a 35 point triple double. Like honestly, he, and he was playing hurt for practically all the series and not to mention hitting one of the defining shots of this NBA season and probably what's going to go down is like one of the bigger shots of his career. And so for a guy playing in his first ever playoffs against a team that has Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to guard you, like it was just pretty like exceptional, the stuff he was able to get done. I am like, I'm more optimistic on Luka Doncic's career than I ever have been at this point. So I think you have to go with Lou Dort. That's a good pick too. I like that one. I think he's, I, I just love that man. I can't stop talking about him. He's a tank. Yeah. And he can actually score the ball, and he's a rookie. He yeah. was my – no, we'll get into that later. But mine was uh, Tyler Hero. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, the, dude, the Heat, I literally I told Jonah this last time, it doesn't even matter. Like, everyone on the floor, it seems like, can score or hit a three ball. I know. It's it's crazy. Like, if you can't drive, you're just like, whatever. Yeah. Kick it okay. out. Luca averaged 31, just under nine assists. Just under 10 rebounds. Okay, yeah, so that's still a crazy stat. That's ridiculous. Against the Clippers of all teams. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And they gave them a scare. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Which is crazy. If Kristaps had been healthy, that's... Oh, yeah. He would have known. And if he hadn't gotten ejected from game one, Mm because they they were winning and they had all the momentum in game one. Yep, I think they would have got that game. Yeah, so if Kristaps could stay in there and stay healthy... I'm not saying they would have beaten the Clippers, but that that would have would been have, games for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had Tyler Hero. I think he's averaging like 15. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And he he hits big shots. Oh, he's also shooting 40 percent from three in the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. I, I love Tyler Hero. He's been he, he's another guy like Luca. I've never been higher on Hero than I am right now after the playoffs. Yeah. I think he's gonna max out as like probably an all-star, maybe like a borderline third-team all-NBA guy. Do you think – do you see him getting any higher than that, Shannon? No, that sounds about right. But I have a feeling like – I just have a gut feeling, and I don't know why. I have a feeling he's going to hit like some huge shot at some point in his career. Oh, I 100% agree because he'll like, take it. He's not afraid to take it. He'll probably miss some huge shots too, but – Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's going to have one of like just some crazy playoff buzzer here. It might be this year, dude. Honestly, it might be. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that at the end of that, the one game they lost against the Bucks, game four, he was taking the shots. He hit like two threes in the last minute. He hit that. three. Close three, yeah. It was, and they were ridiculous mm-hmm. and fantastic yeah. plays by Spo. You're saying? Yeah, the third one on the out of bounds play where they had Robinson. Yeah. It was like a double screen of Robinson set one of them. So it was like, well, we don't want either of these guys to shoot it. So. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that's a good call there, too. All right, you want to go surprise or six-man? Let's go surprise. So this is basically just like a player. That's a surprise. I've been saying this the whole time, who kind of improves your like perception of them based off this playoffs, who kind of broken out. And for I, me, oh, go ahead. Okay, for me, that was um, Jamal Murray for yeah. Nuggets. I've always seen him as sort of like the option number two on the Nuggets, and now I see him as option 1B, I think. Him and Jokic. <laughs> Their chemistry is just sort of at like an all-time high, like pick and roll handoffs. Um, like uh, Jamal Murray does such a good job of coming off the screen and sort of like almost playing cat and mouse, just kind of ducking yeah. Jokic and using that to get to like a step back or get into floater range or whatever. Like yeah. 
he just understands the angles and understands like um, how to come off the pick and roll and how to get an open shot in that action with Jokic. And I think like the shooting is unsustainable for Murray. Like he's, he's not going to be like this guy for the rest of his career, but he's not going to be at the 32% three point shooter we saw for the uh, non-bubble portion of this NBA season. I think the real Jamal Murray is somewhere in between those two. But, yeah, he's really impressed me in the playoffs. Same yeah. here, for sure. Uh, I've always liked more him. more to say about him later. But. Yeah, I know. You've always liked him. Colin, here, big. He just looks sick, guy. dude. He just looks like a baller. <laughs> dude, him I've actually not him really liked him in the past. Yeah, I haven't liked him either. Yeah. Really? That's probably just because we've played them a lot, but... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I had two guys that I felt like I could choose. One of them was Lou Dort. He surprised yeah, me. Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really... I thought he was the type of player you don't want to touch the ball, like going in the regular <laughs> season, what I saw him of him. I didn't watch a whole lot of him, but... And then he had some big games in the playoffs, didn't he? Yeah, 30 he ball. had a 30-pointer. Yeah, yeah. So and he, then he tried to guys. throw it into uh, James Harden's nuts. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, that was that was an unfortunate sequence. Uh, my picks were him and uh, guy Jonah has proven me wrong about Marcus Smart. Nice, I've Bro, been really I, impressed with him. <laughs> I was watching him. I only saw like a couple of seconds of the game, but I saw him drive, and he has a little runner, and it goes like over the backboard. <laughs> I was like, uh, nice, Marcus. No, yeah, he's playing great though. He's hitting shots. He's always playing good defense. He's really fast and explosive. He is. He's got the best flop of the playoffs too. I'm not sure if either of you guys remember it, but I think it was, it must have been game three or four. Um, it must have been game three, and it was a fast break. And Pascal, Aaron, I think it was Fred Bleat had a wide open layup, and Pascal Siakam was kind of running behind him, and Marcus Smart ran into the side of Siakam and pushed him and just pushed off of him and fell down and he got the call for an offensive foul <laughs> Siakam. and then nurse nurse challenged it and it got overturned and smart got the foul and a fine as well the next day but it was so funny i want the warriors to get marcus dude i'm actually sold on your trade oh yeah i feel like yeah. you'd help them what's the trade well i thought if the warriors wanted to absorb somebody into their trade exception Marcus Smart would be pretty good for the first round pick, but I'm not even sure if Boston does that at this point after how good this team has looked together. Yeah. They're pretty sick. And, and I Boston, doubt they'll give him up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I I think the ship may have sailed on the Marcus Smart trade. Yeah. Jason Tatum's the future of the NBA. He, that man's can ball up. He can. I remember I forget, what is it? Two K eighteen? When he was like a rookie, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was nice. He can do everything. Yeah. Boards, three-pointer, lots lots of perfect releases from that guy. Yeah, he's I, was actually, I, like I, I hate to say it, I was a little bit underwhelmed by Tatum for most of the Toronto series, but I feel like nobody in that series was having a good offensive showing. So Yeah, and I feel like Boston is a team where – Kind of like the Heat where there's just a lot of guys that can get it done. And so there's going to be players that might kind of seem underwhelming. But then obviously, like like uh, Tatum did in Game 7, they'll step up when they have to. Yeah, I just didn't know how many times Tatum was going to try to ISO 
OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam before I figured out that was a bad idea. But yeah, anyway, still a great player. Uh, who was your breakout guy, Colin? Was it Ludor also? Uh, let me think here for a minute. Breakout man? Probably Russell Westbrook. I mean, you could say he broke out in the opposite direction. He definitely <laughs> no, dude, I honestly like don't even know. Um, Should have moved my pop filter to this one. Who was – God, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't even care, to be honest. You want to go Lou Dort? Yeah, Just sure. Support your yeah. Guy. Just go Lou Dort. I mean, this is a tank, bro. I love him. Okay. And he, fills out his, he fills out his jersey, dude. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I had never – it was insane how well he guards James Harden. Like, you never see anybody guard James Harden without oh, yeah. fouling and clamping him down. And a rookie, like even he's not one of those guys who's been watching film on Harden for like 10 years and knows what his next move is going to be like Rondo or something. He just is literally that good on defense. So hey, who, um, are you going to do like a defensive player at the playoffs? Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Good idea. Cause you could go with Gary Trent. Although we kind of threw him into the Sharks by putting him on in his first playoff series. Yeah. I would probably have to go OG Ananobi for defensive player. That's yeah. a good pick. Yeah, OG's pretty solid, dude. Yeah. Okay, who's your sixth man? Dude, I didn't even know that Montrez didn't even start. Yeah. yeah. Montrez so you got the sixth man of the year award for the regular season, right? Yeah, Montrez. So how does he not even start? Avica Zubats. But anyway, oh, Mont- yeah. Montrez almost made it onto another one of my categories for this one. But um I he wasn't my sixth man to say the least. It actually <laughs> there were there were three really clear cut candidates that kind of separated themselves from the rest for me. Let's hear and it. Those were um Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, and Tyler Hero. Serge Ibaka, who starts in his place? Uh, Gasol does. Wait, he plays. Oh, I thought he played power forward some. No, that's Pascal because they usually start. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Power Van Bleeding and OBC Ocking this all, but yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, I mean, Baca that, had a yeah, he played great. Yeah, and that's who I went with. I went with Serge Ibaka because he was averaging like 16 a game, shooting 40 percent from beyond the arc. Oh, he was wet for most of the series. He was the only Raptor who could hit a shot. Like he, I remember he single handedly. Um, brought them back into game six. They were down by like 12 and he hit three straight threes to mm-hmm. yep. that came back up. His defense was huge. They kind of went away from him just because like they were having such good luck with their small lineups down the stretch. And um, it just didn't make sense from a defensive standpoint to have him in the game anymore. But like when Tice was in the game, Serge Ibaka was a major factor defensively. I For thought. Sure. Yeah, that was a pretty easy pick, even though Norman Powell and Tyler Hero were both awesome, too. This was picked, a competitive category. I picked Tyler Hero. Yeah, it's a Again, good yeah. he got two awards from me. Well-deserved. I'm, yeah. I'm sold on Tyler Hero. I'm sold on the whole Heat team. Same. They're just stacked, and they have so much talent, which is sick that Eric Spolster gets to work with all that stuff. Because I feel like there was this period there when he didn't have much. And then when he has it, he actually gets like – show off how good he is as a coach for sure, for sure yeah. okay so does that wrap that up you did mvp oh no 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 we got first team and worst team yeah no no no. yeah 
Oh, oh that wraps up the individual awards. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah that's that's what I was gonna say. Oh wait, 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 wait. you're doing you're doing first team all playoff. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought, wait, are, are you, you mean like the best team in the playoffs? Are you doing like best players, like top, like a lineup? Yeah, it's just like first team all NBA. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to do. Is it the same for worst team? Yeah, just the five worst players. I I could only come up with with three for that. Let's hear your first team first, because I'm a little unconfident about mine. So I'm curious to see. Me too, but I'll I'll tell you mine. So mine, I picked Jamal Murray, and I went with kind of a big lineup. Uh, I picked Jimmy Butler for my other guard. Nice. Yeah, that's good. And Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and Jokic. Yeah, we have pretty similar. We have three of the same guys. What's yours? So I I went with, and as I say this, I don't like it. I went with Jamal Murray. Then the guy I'm not feeling so good about is, for my other guard, I actually went with Donovan Mitchell here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was awesome in the playoffs. Yeah. He was. He was incredible. Though it was just I was having a hard time picking guys who got eliminated. For sure. Yeah, and that's but, the thing too. Yeah. Well, if I was being fair, I wouldn't really put Jimmy Butler as a guard, and Donovan Mitchell would definitely replace him. But I, it, it was hard. I don't think it's a stretch to have Jimmy as a guard, though. I yeah. Think cool. And then for my front court, I went with Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, and I. Put eighty as my center. Yeah, LeBron was a he was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, LeBron. I almost didn't pick him because he's had a few like bad games. I feel like yeah, the Blazers. He no showed in a couple of games, but he's always like impacting the game at least for his teammates. And he's had a few like um, high thirty points, and he's averaging twenty nine throughout the playoffs. And so yeah, cast a couple no. For me, it was him or Kawhi, and I felt like Kawhi's been better. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, there have been. I you really can't go wrong with this because there have been so many good individual performances throughout these playoffs. For sure, Helen. Uh dude, I don't really know, bro. This is this is your guys' show, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. There are guys that like caught my eye though, for sure. Like, um, for example, I really like. Uh, this has like nothing to do with anything, but Shea Gilders Alexander is really good. Oh. Wow, I liked him. He, oh I liked God. what he did in the playoffs. Like he's good. And then let me let me think for a second. I'm not I'm not adding him at first the first team. I'm just talking about guys that like I like. Yeah. Okay. I'll let, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna think about some. Okay. Because like I don't know a lot of guys off the top. I mean like I know players, but I just don't know like them off the top of my head. Yeah. So for my worst team, this was my favorite category to do. My first player and team captain was Russell Westbrook. Yes, sir. <laughs> Me too. My first pick, of course. Yeah. He's just been such a liability. It's, it's honestly hard <laughs> His to watch. passing is awesome. It is hard to watch, but I love to see it. I really do. Russell Westbrook, the only – he just goes to the basket as hard as he can. And then he misses. And if he can make a – if he can get a layup – off that's good and if not he just turns around and throws the ball and if one of his teammates <laughs> that's good and if not it's a turnover and yeah so, he honestly i've i've always hated him but he used to be good yeah he used to have a nasty pull-up jumper I, he would like he was so good at uh pulling up at like he would like he, he's obviously so fast and he yeah. what like always impressed me is he could pull up at a full sprint and just stop and pull up and hit the jumper. And he was always so good going to the basket and he's not good at anything now. 
Yeah, Honestly. even earlier this season, he was playing really well. It's just been ever since he came back from getting COVID, and he's just been awful. He's horrible. The, the sad thing is, is just, like, I'm not the biggest Harden fan ever, but I respect him as a player, and, like, it's just pretty much impossible for Harden to run a competent offense with Westbrook on the floor. 100%. Just, and we'll get into this more when we talk about that series, I guess, but it's just when Westbrook if he has the ball in his hands, he's a liability because yep. he's just a total wild card and he's, he's probably going to turn it over and miss a layup yep. most likely. And, if, and if he doesn't have the ball, the Lakers have no reason to guard him or even be concerned about him in the slightest. Which <laughs> he's not basically, hit a three. Yeah, he's not going to hit a three, which basically turns it into four on five. And he's not a cutter. He's not – I mean, I'm – He doesn't care that much. Yeah, I'm not getting going to get too far into it right now, but he was – probably the easiest pick on this team. The second I, I have more to say about him. Oh yeah. What was I going to say? Wow. I gonna say? Uh, oh, I was watching the game tonight and I was thinking like maybe he should go somewhere else and I was like why would anybody want him honestly? Like he has like what value does he have like honestly none at this point. Who? It's and ridiculous that there's still people on Instagram who will say that he's better than Damian Lillard. Wait, who? Russell? Russell Westbrook, yeah. Yeah, no. No, I it was funny. I was actually watching like an old video of um Charles Barkley is like talking about his like top three players or whatever. And he said like Kawhi LeBron. And then he's like, even like Russell Westbrook's got to be one of those guys that just like leads players to victories and will maybe get no. a championship. And I'm like, no, if only he saw this, yeah, like he, if only Russell he knew what was going to happen in the future. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't really understand like what, what even it's probably just because this weird time, I feel like he'll be fine next year. It's just that like, he couldn't finish it all, and it was really, it was really sad to see. I think his problems go deeper than play. Honestly, I think he like has the wrong mindset. I don't. I think he has to change his mindset if he ever wants to actually win. If you're concerned with um, Rajon Ronda's cousin talking to you when you're getting blown out by thirty in the last three seconds, <laughs> or last three minutes of an elimination game, yeah, honestly, it's not in the right place. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll move on to yeah. backcourt mate on my worst. I, I couldn't think of a, a backcourt mate for him. And I ended up going with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh, really? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, he was. I, I, I thought he was good. What? He was good, but he not was, really. Yeah, he had a bad series. <laughs> yeah. I thought against, like, obviously Houston's defense, the foundation of it is switching everything. And yeah. the thing about switching teams is that it basically turns your the opposing offense into an isolation only team because, like the pick and rolls, um, coming off the screens, cutting, you're not really going to get too much advantage on that. And so I thought Shea Gill just could kind of thrive in sort of an isolation setting because he's so good off the bounce and and he can get the floaters off in the mid range so well. He can he's been getting to his step backs more frequently as the season went on, he can get to the rim. So I thought in an isolation setting, he would actually be the Thunder's one of their best offensive players. And he just totally disappeared. He was and, so passive and underwhelming. And I, I felt like he like, I forgot he was on the court. Right. Yeah. He would go long stretches without shooting a shot. I think he was like 40% field goal percentage and then like 29 from beyond the arc, like, just putrid numbers yeah. and then defensively it was even worse i yeah it was so just like shay's a tall guy he's got a good wingspan he's quick on offense he's shifty on offense i don't know why that doesn't translate to defense but he no, just guys fly by him and he's yeah 
he doesn't strike me as sort of a low character kid. He doesn't strike me as a guy who wouldn't take it seriously or wouldn't be trying. It's just some what it was. I'm on defense yet. And I thought he was going to be like maybe behind uh, Lou Dort. I thought he was going to be their second best matchup um, for Harden, but that was not the case. Whatsoever. I was super disappointed. I think if you get good production out of him, they win that series. No problem. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Cause it was I, so close. That right. Lou and I would not have expected, I mean, Chris Paul's obviously a fantastic player. I wouldn't have expected him to have to carry the load he had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know what else could have helped them win that series? And I guess I'm going to skip over my two front court players for now and get straight to my center. But it would have been taking Steven Adams off. I thought game. about, that was the one guy I was thinking about picking for center. And that was the yeah. other position I didn't have. He, Steven. The rebounding was still there for him. Yeah. Not, um, but he just kind of was getting cooked on defense. I mean, he's not a guy who really can go out of the paint and defend the three. And then on offense, he just basically looked like he was running in sand. Like yeah. they, they couldn't really get him involved in pick and roll action at all. Cause he can't, he can't get downhill fast enough to get anything. Yeah. Out of the basket. And when you're going against guys like Covington and Tucker, who are always playing at 110% and are going to be yeah. a lot every time. There's just no room for a guy like um, Stephen Adams in your offensive system. I actually thought they should have gone to Darius Baisley at center. Yeah, that would have been a better matchup, I think. He was a guy who actually really impressed me as like a rookie. He shoots the ball well. I like I like his stroke. Um, I don't know exactly what his stats were for the playoffs. Yeah, but me either. Like he was definitely a high potential player. Yeah, and he's even got a little juice off the dribble. So I would have love to see him on the floor instead of Steven Adams. For most I think Steven Adams could have been dominant if he was playing at the, like the pace that those guys you're naming do getting offensive rebounds. And he's so big bodied and he could push guys out of the way. And he was just exactly. And a year or two ago, Steven Adams kind of did play like that. And I think, yeah, he, he just, was a beast. Yeah. And then whether it's getting older or just having that layoff kind of got him out of his rhythm, but yeah, it was definitely a disappointment. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, who, who's your front court? So my front court, the first guy I had at small forward was Tobias Harris of the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, I forgot he even existed, so that's yeah. a great pick. He just had a terrible offensive series, terrible shooting. Um, here, I'm going to look this up. I don't know his shooting numbers off the top of my head, but they can't be too good. Um like throughout the um, that series against, they obviously got swept against the Celtics, but Joel Embiid was really their only source of offense. Yeah, I well, yeah, that's when I looked at the, I was like looking through the teams trying to think of players. Exactly. I saw the Sixers, and I was like, well, they didn't have anyone. Ben Simmons was out. I forgot Tobias Harris was even on the team. Yeah, so in this in their playoff series, he scored sixteen points a game on thirty eight percent from the field 13 percent from beyond the arc and 46 percent from two-point range so just pretty ugly numbers yeah for tobias harris he wasn't giving him much on defense he got cooked by jason tatum for yeah. the entire series and to be honest when they put like matisse Thibel on tatum it didn't go much better like everybody on philadelphia was getting destroyed by tatum but it just was not pretty for him especially when you got signed to a near max contract the summer before. For real. It was supposed to be like the 
complementary offensive. Yeah. That could kind of create your own shot in the half court. And that especially with Ben Simmons out, I would have expected him to step up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even with Ben Simmons in, like I'd rather have Tobias yeah. here with the ball in his hands in the half court. And he just was nowhere to be found in this yeah. series. So yeah, he was an easy selection for me on my worst team. You know who's and, my boy? Who's that? Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. He reminds me of a literal a littler Russell Westbrook. And he's so fast. That kind of makes up he has he's really like lengthy for being like not as tall, which makes up like he can I feel like he's yeah, and he's good at defense. That's what I was noticing. Is he pretty good at defense? He seemed like it. Yeah, he's fine. He, he like starting Harden, he seemed like he was Harden, I thought. He's a really gritty player. Like he kind of has to be, though. Yeah, yeah, a bit of an I like him. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I have to say. <laughs> he had a few good games in the series too. Like I forget which one it was. Uh, he it can't was shoot. Game, yeah, game four and five. Um, but yeah, he's an interesting player for sure. I think he's a free agent this summer too. Warriors, so that's yeah. a good pickup for a lot of teams. I think. Yeah, I think he could be a guy who definitely commands the full middle level exception, like ten mil a year, sort of guy. Sure. Um, so I guess I'll move on to my last front court player, which was um, Pascal Siakam. I had him as well. Yeah, just very disappointing for him. Yeah. Um, I was just looking. He, his number, his points per game went down after losing Kawhi. Yeah, and the thing about Pascal is, I still like him. I think he'll keep improving, but I just don't really understand like what the theory of his game is on offense right now. Because he's so long, he's so athletic, he's so quick, and then when you combine that with above average handles for a guy mm-hmm. his size and a nice spin move that he yeah. uses all the time to finish around the rim, like that can beat most defenders. But when you're in the playoffs and you're going against guys who have the same amount of length and quickness, like Jason Tatum or Grant Williams, yeah. like everything just comes so much harder. And um, he wasn't finishing at the rim with any sort of efficiency at all. And he okay. basically went away from that. Um, the Celtics were basically daring him to try to post up Jalen Adams for most of the series. And Pascal could not cover any ground against him. Yep. And you could see by games six and seven, he just completely given up trying to shoot three pointers. Yeah. Um, here's a little stat that I actually just read this morning: of the 691 NBA players who have ever attempted 30 um, three pointers or more in a single NBA series, Pascal just shot the lowest percentage of any of them. So <laughs> he had a he literally had a historically bad playoff series against yeah. the Celtics. I definitely felt like. Like, I needed much, much more production from him, especially what he did last year when, right. like, during the regular season and everything, and the Raptors shocked me with how good they were, and I was ready for them to put together a long playoff run, maybe even get all the way to the finals. Me and Joan talked about that. He was They were our pick, I think, to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Lowry was by himself, pretty much, and relying on guys like OG to hit a game winner, and then you have Fred Van Vliet dribbling the ball for 30 seconds before trying to shoot a game winner and Pascal Siakam should be going to the rim in my opinion. And he's not. Yeah. Yeah. He did is worth mentioning how good he was on defense this series, especially when he was guarding like guys like Tatum. It's true. But when you're an all-star, you can't yeah. no show like that on offense. For real. Especially yeah, I had, 
high expectations and they are not even nearly met. My other pick, your 2020 Depoy MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oof. I mean, it's justified. Wait, is this for worst? Yeah. For worst. Wow. I felt like he was hurt. It doesn't matter if he was hurt. He was he got punked and he's he, supposed to be the even, most dominant player in the league. Even before he got hurt too, though. Yeah. He was not so underwhelming in my opinion. You can't be the one seed and just allow your team to just lose and lose and lose and yeah. And then the de- supposed de- defensive player of the year is just I was just so underwhelmed by him like I just watching him all season just a train down the lane plowing guys over, getting to the rack, and it was just so underwhelming. He can't make a free throw. If yeah. he wants to win, he has to make free throws, and he can't. Exactly. That's what I keep saying. Everybody keeps talking about how he needs a three-pointer. Like, free throws and mid-range are going to be what improves, not three-pointers. He's never yeah. going to be a three-point shooter. Way more important because he is so gifted at getting to the basket, so if he can make the free throws, it makes him so much more dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. And he can't, and his team got swept. And, or no, they didn't get swept. They got a gentleman sweep, but he wasn't even playing when they won. So, Yeah, they got swept in the games he played. In, basically. Yeah. How much How much do you guys think that, like, mentally, like, do you think that guys honestly just, like, want to go home? Like, I feel like when, when they lose, they might not be as butthurt this season, especially with, like, kind of an asterisk by this. Oh, for sure. Season. I mean, so you know, you what, saw, I feel like guys don't take it as personally. They, like, be honest, probably burnt the fuck out. Like, he wants yeah. to probably go home. I mean, I mean yeah, I think obviously that, they all want to win, but I think that I forget personally how human a lot of like they're all human, and like you see, like when Damon Lillard got home, the first thing he did post picture with his kid, looking like as happy as he could be. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely a lot of the guys are probably thinking like, I want to go home. Yeah, for sure. I, like the whole entire Bla- Blazers playoff run was like probably one of the more stressful things they've ever done because it was oh, like, yeah. like the whole reason why we're here just yeah. grinding into the playoffs and like try to make a run and like they've been in the, the time playoffs they got since the end of July yeah but yeah and stuff they had a, they showed out game one though yeah but yeah. after that it was just all downhill no it did hurt it uh, didn't hurt that the Lakers had probably one of the worst three point shooting games of their season yeah. I think that was a little bit um smoke and mirrors when we won game one yeah for sure the lakers were the better team but um all right speaking of the lakers are you guys ready to make some conference final predictions yeah this is something i can do i can i I can pick i can pick teams for sure and for this exercise (laughs) we're going to be working under the assumption that the uh are gonna finish off the nuggets in one of the next two games they will push back on that at all no they will for sure yeah, what if they don't and this whole thing is just trash? They will. Yeah. Who knows? That would be crazy. Clippers and Lakers, dude. That is tough. Oh, dude, you have to go with the Lakers. I don't know I, if you do. I think Lakers in seven. So that's not a clear pick then. That's not a half to go with the Lakers. <laughs> that's the Lakers right. by a hair. Right. Scratch that. Lakers in six, bro. AD AD goes off these like the next few games. Like I'm talking like 45, 37, 40. Like he goes off. Like historical run. Anthony Davis will be more important than LeBron, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. 110%. I don't know. Kawhi Leonard is so good. 
Yeah, like yeah. he is so good. And he's, he's so hard to stop. And Danny Davis has to guard him probably too. Yeah. And I mean, ah, it's tough. Pandemic P isn't a big help. He's been he's been turning the corner though. I know. I wanted to put him on my worst team, but he's been playing better. Yeah, I gotta go. I dude, I gotta go with the Lakers. Gotta go with the Lakers. Don't you, Jonah? Let's see. I actually think the Lakers have a slight advantage in the series because they get to sort of dictate the terms of battle, which basically whether or not they want to play JaVel McGee. If I, th- I think if they play JaVel McGee, this will sort of turn into more of a fast-paced offensive series. I think if they um, play 80 at center like they have against the Rockets, I think this sort of turns into a bit of a rock rock fight sort of thing where the Clippers are going to be able to start Marcus Morris at center and Kawhi at power forward and play a lot of switchy defense and just basically force Anthony Davis to post up against a Marcus Morris or Kawhi or force LeBron to try to get a drive against, I don't know, against like Marcus Morris or Paul George. And I think this game will turn into just basically what it was always um, bound to be, which is just measuring up each team's talent in a, basically a vacuum. So, like, who can get more buckets, LeBron and AD or Kawhi and PG? And so I think that eventually is where the series is going to go to. I think JaVale might play the first game or two, but I don't think he's going to stick around for much longer than that. And I think Dwight Howard will actually have some spot minutes, especially when Montrez Harrell is on the floor, because I don't think the Clippers will pull Montrez Harrell. They could... They could get away. They're probably not going to play Avica Zubats a whole lot, but Montrez is going to be in the game, and I think Dwight Howard can get some run during those minutes. But uh, yeah, ultimately, I, I think Clippers in seven, just because I think Kawhi is the most undeniable player in the series, and if it does go to sort of that isolation, gritty game seven, exactly, which I think it's going to, I think Kawhi is... I don't think you can stop him. Yeah. I think that the Lakers... They've they've obviously the the one seed, but they've definitely I feel like had easier road, so I think they might be a little more like prepared for a tougher series because they haven't really had to have one this year. It's kind of funny when you compare the four teams these um, these Los Angeles teams have had to play. Like I think the Mavericks are probably the toughest opponent out of those four. Yeah, and then Clipper or and then Nuggets Blazers I think is a tight contest for. Second, but I'd probably lean Nuggets just because that's how gassed the Blazers were at that point. Yeah, and then Rockets, I think, are the clearly the worst team in that mix. For sure, uh, I also will take the Clippers in second or seventh. Oh, I just I think the Lakers, bro. I got a feeling. The thing is, uh, the it's difference is really the Celtics. Uh, I disagree. It's going to be old school classic. Uh, I disagree. That would be fun. But uh, Anthony Davis has to be the difference. And I, he hasn't done it before. It's hard to say. He hasn't played at the highest level when it matters the most. He hasn't been in that position before. And Kawhi has done it mm-hmm. on multiple teams. Yep. Who do you think guards Anthony Davis? It's got to be Kawhi, right? Yeah, but I think like you were saying, I bet they'll do some switchy defense on him and exactly, throw different yeah. bodies at him. I think you've got to put Marcus Morris on LeBron. Yeah. Though that might not be the best matchup just because you know that they're going to turn to that um, 
that much anticipated LeBron AD pick and roll and yeah. he'll beat and um, Marcus Morris and Kawhi are probably the two best matchups for both of those guys. Exactly, because they're the best that can go either way. Yeah. In a switch situation. So, yeah, I think Kawhi can contain a lot of players also. Anthony Davis is probably one of the hardest players to stop in the NBA just because of how tall he is and what right. shots he's been knocking down lately. Right. But Kawhi Leonard is like when he's at 100% effort, he is such a good player on both ends of the floor. Like, I think, I think he's enough to get it done. I think it's going to be also interesting. This is the sort of series that could come down to like the bench players. And this is one of those ones where I think Caruso stands out maybe, but I think it's also a series in game one where you might see like each team play like nine or 10 guys in game one, but probably like seven or eight guys in game. Two. Right. I think there'll be some casualties as we go through one of those guys could be like a Lou Williams, who I think is an important player to the Clippers. But if this goes to being more of sort of a switchy isolation heavy series, you know, like that LeBron is going to basically put a target on Lou Will's back. So I think Lou Will could be a guy we see play like 20 to 25 minutes in game one and maybe like 10 minutes in game seven, depending on how this series goes. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing to look out for, too, is just who survives sort of the um, playoff crucible and who doesn't. And that's another thing is I think I like the Clippers bench more than I like the Lakers bench because, yeah. I mean, like guys like Kyle Kuzma are so hit and miss. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah, that's be, actually true. This series is almost a coin flip, I would say. It's Yeah, I agree. Before the playoffs, I was heavy Clippers, but the Lakers – me too. Good. The Lakers have been looking good. They have. Danny Dude, it's, playing it's the better. Lakers. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And Same. also, Celtics in five. Wow. Wow. That's bold. Yeah, dude. Only bold predictions here. I was, oh, man. I was kind of thinking. Celtics up two, lose game three, and then bing, bing. I was sort of thinking through the Lakers Clippers series. I hadn't thought about it yet, so I didn't really have a clear prediction. I went tentatively Clippers and seven. The Celtics Heat, I have had some time to mull over. And I, <laughs> I like the Heat in this one. I like Miami and six. I think um, they've got all the guys you would ever want to throw at, like a Jason Tatum with Igadala Crowder, just infinite guys who can give them trouble. Exactly. Same, same goes for Jalen Brown and for Kimba. Yep. This is going to be the first time. Oh, yes. This is going to be the first time Kimba's seen a real center who's not going to play drop coverage. Like, obviously, Gasol, Abaka, Embiid, those are all guys who will wait for you at the rim. Bam out of Iowa is going to be up there shutting off every move Kimba tries to make. Moving his feet. He's, yeah. He, and, and also, just the matchup, Goran Dragic to Kimba Walker. Goran Dragic is a good defender. He's got good hands, mm-hmm. and he's a huge offensive threat. Like, he's he's a – legit point guard yep. so that makes everything harder for Kimba Walker for sure and do you do you think um like and you could make the argument like sure but if they sell out on Kimba like you've got Tice on the roll but do you think Miami cares about that they've got Iguodala they've got Crowder they've got Butler flying in there on help defense this is the smartest defense in the NBA they're going to be flying around on rotation oh yeah I'm like, not worried about Tice on the roll not one bit 
I'm not worried about boss. I'm not worried about Miami's defense at all. I think they shut down. My, yep. They shut down the Celtic offense. Yeah. I mean, that Tice, like he might, he'll get some buckets, but he's not, that's not going to change a series yeah, outcome. For sure. No I, chance. Think, I think the Celtics are going to be walking in even more mud than they were against the Raptors. This is 100%. Yeah, this is going to be tough. On the other side, though, I think the Celtics can do some things to sort of slow down the heat. Like, obviously, with the heat, your primary action is probably going to be having Bam at the elbow or the top of the key or the nail and just kind of running um, cuts and sort of that handoff game that they've been working all season. Yeah. If I had to pick, like, two guys to defend that, the first one would actually be Eric Bledsoe, who did a good job of sort of limiting that. They kind of took away that portion of the um, heat offense for the most part. But the second guy is Marcus Smart. I think you can put Marcus Smart on Duncan Robinson. And I think that'll make it hard for the um, heat to go to work in that aspect. That's true. But then um, that takes away your best Jimmy Butler defender. Like at that point. For real, yeah. We haven't even said anything about Jimmy Butler yet. I think at that point you have to put Jalen Adams or Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown yeah. on Jimmy Butler. <laughs> um, and <laughs> At that point, you've got Tatum on Crowder because that's Tatum's most useful as a help weak side defender, and Crowder's yeah. a guy who you can afford to help off of. And then you've got – But he's been knocking it down. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, it could be a Crowder series. Yeah. And then you've got Kemba on Goron and obviously Tice on Bam. Bam can get past Tice too. That's going to be For interesting. Sure. Like I could see Bam a couple times a game faking the hand up hard pivot and just blowing by Tyson yeah. or something like that. Getting a quick run down the floor. Yeah. I actually, I think this will be the type of series where when Miami wins, like it could be like a 110 to 100 sort of game. Like it's, I think it's going to be somewhat low scoring. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, hundred percent. I definitely agree. think Miami's got some advantages. I am going with the heat and six. Yeah. Miami just has to stay more physical than Boston. Yeah. Because that's sure. like one of the things they do best, and Boston has so much offensive talent that Miami cannot afford to give up any like to give up more offensive rebounds or anything like that. They gotta punk them like they did the Bucks. And Shannon, think about this: when you're coming off the bench, too, who would you rather have? Tyler Hero? You've got Kendrick Nunn, Kelly Olynyk, Andre Iguodala. Kelly Olynyk's been playing great, also. For sure, he's a sniper. Yeah. And then on the other end, you've got Brad Wanamaker, Simi Ojale, yeah. like Grant Williams. Those guys have all played well, but Miami's got some hard hitters on there. Yeah, they've got Miami starting caliber players. Yeah. yeah. Did I, I think I mentioned Tyler Hero, but yeah, that's probably the best, one of the best benches in the league. Because the, the weird thing is the they don't have like the superstars. So the difference between the bench and the starters isn't that huge. Mm-mm. As yeah. far as quality of player goes, so yeah, like Kendrick Nunn, Myers, Leonard were starting all season, and the Heat yeah. like didn't miss a beat. They were fine then, and they're even better now. So yeah, yeah. exactly. How did the Celtics lose Kelly Olynyk? What do you mean? I think he just left as a free agent. If I oh really? Yeah, I think it was like in restricted free agency. Got it. Damn, but yeah, dude, I gotta. I would go with my Celtics. I've kind of liked them the whole entire. Time. You're getting Celtics in five. Yeah. If, a good not, if not, the Celtics are going to win the series, though. They're a good team, but I don't think they can yeah. hang with the, how physical and how much Miami flies around on defense. 
the Heat can right. eliminate a lead like that. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. They play so fast. No, yeah, I know. Except but, yeah. I think the underrated thing is, like you were saying, like they could score so fast against Toronto. And that was partly because Toronto was sort of running a lot of zone and box and one and that sort of allowed guys like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart to get hot from the corners and like hit like multiple threes in a row and sort of a race leads that way. Maybe Miami runs a little bit of zone, but I don't think Miami will be giving up um, open looks as, um, as liberally as the Raptors were. For sure. Uh, and one of the biggest things is how many guys Miami has that can guard Jason Tatum, like you were saying. Yeah. I yeah. think it's the perfect matchup for Boston. Yeah. For sure. So when you t- when you put like the Raptors, Bucks, Rockets, Nuggets, like, are you just going to talk about like what was kind of their downfall? Yeah, I just kind of maybe a few last thoughts from this season, a couple thoughts. Obviously, we're not going to do a full-scale off-season preview, but just a couple thoughts to carry with us into the next season. Shannon, did you ever – Which the Warriors are going to absolutely destroy. You'll see. Shannon, did you ever make a formal pick for this series? For what? For the Heat series. Oh, Miami. Yes, 100%. Miami Miami in six. I agree with you. I don't think it'll go to seven games. No. Yeah, so I guess – um, you you guys don't have to participate in this if you don't want to. I just had a couple thoughts about um, the teams that got eliminated. The Raptors, I actually think, are in a very interesting position because obviously when you think about what Toronto's got in their future, I think the first thing you think about is how they want to sign Giannis in 2021. Like They have not minced words about that being the goal for their franchise whatsoever. But then you look at their... Um, Capturing really the only contract they have on the books for that um, that year is Pascal Siakam, and you assume OG Ananobi inks an extension this summer. I don't think the Raptors are willing to let him go. And then, but this summer is going to be fascinating because Fred Van Vliet is probably the biggest fish in this free agent ocean, and um, the Knicks, Pistons. And the Suns have already expressed interest in them. He's a Knicks-type player. He'll fit yeah. great in New York. Yeah. yeah, and the Knicks can throw in the bag, too. Like, uh-huh. he, I don't. I think this might be his, you know, it's like his fourth NBA season, right? And he's going yeah. to his fifth, right? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And so he's eligible for 25% of the uh, cap. So basically the um, – the, uh, uh, like the lowest maximum contract you can get. And the Knicks have that kind of money. That's going to be like 26, 27 mil, depending on what happens with the salary cap in the CBA this summer. But the Knicks can throw in the max. The go there can... and fall off. I'll never hear about him again. Yep. Yeah. Well, I hope not, but I mean, that would be pretty on brand. Yeah. The Raptors can obviously, he's uh, they have full bird rights on him, so they can throw him the bag too. But it's just going to be how much money is too much and at what point does it start conflicting with their 2021 plans and so what's like the drop dead walk away price for toronto and i would probably put that at about 18 19 20 million dollars like i don't think the raptors i don't think that's steep too honestly i don't think the raptors want to be paying him more than that and i think the knicks would love to pay for i don't think he should be paid more than that honestly yeah i don't think so either um but 
the Knicks aren't known. They're for the- down. They're down to give yeah. in the bag. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Fred Van Vliet, that's a dangerous situation for the Raptors because they're probably going to either have to overpay him and um, compromise their future goals or see him pack his bags and head to New York. So I think that's going to be an interesting storyline to follow. And then also, they have both of their big men that we've been talking about, um, yeah. Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol, are both free agents too. And so what I could see them doing is, especially if they bring back Fred Van Vliet, just bring both of those guys on on lucrative one-year deals. Uh-huh. That way it doesn't compromise their Giannis plans in 2021, but they can get sort of one more bite at the apple in the 2020-2021 season with the same group. Because this was a good basketball team. Like this, For sure. You know, they lost in seven this is a finals caliber team. For sure, yeah. And I think you keep working. Pascal gets more confidence. All the guys get more confidence. OG gets better. Yeah, I think – yeah, I think – if I were the Raptors, my dream scenario would probably be getting Van Vliet for like four years, 80 mil, and then bringing Serge and Mark back at like one year, $15 million yeah. contract. Because the thing about that is there are a very limited amount of teams with cap space this summer. I think it's going to be the Pistons, Knicks, Hornets, Suns, and Hawks. And those are the only five. And there are a few other teams that could clear up some cap space before the pandemic, but with the salary cap probably lowering, I think those five teams are pretty much going to be where it's at. Mm -hmm. And then, so obviously that means the most Gasol and Ibaka could get from an actual contending team, barring any sort of sign and trade shenanigans, but the most they could get um, just straight up would be the full middle level exception, which is about 9 million. And I don't think Toronto would hesitate um, before giving them a one year, 15 million. So it just is basically, it's basically going to be a year's versus dollars because I think I could see Serge getting like a three-year deal with worth 30 mil from another team. So does he value that long-term security over um, the short-term money and getting to stay with his team and compete for another title in Toronto? I guess we're getting a little too far into the free agency, but I just think it's going to be an interesting situation for Toronto. We're really going to learn a lot about what Masai Jerry wants this summer. So Yep. Then I guess the other Eastern Conference team, Milwaukee, I think people are already starting to speculate when it comes to Giannis. Um, Obviously, he's said he doesn't want to trade. Um, I don't think they would trade him even if he didn't want to. I think they'd be smart to give it one more run. I agree. Similarly to what um, Oklahoma City did with Durant in 2016, even though there were murmurs that he might be headed out, they stuck it out with them and it Honestly, it paid off. Like, they had a deep playoff run, a memorable playoff run, something to kind of keep their fans happy. For sure. Um, And Durant left. And five years or four years later, they're fine. Like, they've got all the picks, all the future assets they could want. Like, it didn't really really hurt them that Durant left for nothing. And obviously, that's an extremely different situation than the one the Bucs are in right now. But just, it's just an interesting comparison. Um, it's been interesting, too, ever since the Bucks got eliminated. There have been the three big stories, sort of, well, four if you count the Giannis not wanting to be traded thing, which I don't because I wouldn't have expected him to say anything else. Yeah. But um, the first one is that they plan to keep Mike Budenholzer for the next season, which I was not impressed with Mike Budenholzer's coaching at all. In the no, playoffs. not at all. 
I don't even feel like he's he's one. I felt like one of those coaches who was just like there to be like to be the coach, like you know, like he's like yeah. a coach for show. Yeah, I think he he does a great job of like strategizing and implementing a system that works during the regular season. Obviously, like the Bucks had that sort of extreme bar off the rim allow open threes, yeah. and it worked for him. Like they were the best defense in the league. But Nick Nurse just time after time was unwilling to make even the simplest of adjustments in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. And that's ultimately what ended up hurting the Bucks almost as much as anything. So I think um, Nick Nurse has implemented the system. The players know it. They're comfortable with it. Wait, you mean Mike Budenholzer? Yeah. Did I say Nick Nurse? Yeah. <laughs> Mike Budenholzer has implemented the system. His players know it. Um, everybody kind of is familiar with it. Now bringing a coach, you can sort of take him to that next level and is willing to like... It's more dynamic. It's more dynamic, exactly. And so, but I guess um, the Bucks are going to keep going with Budenholzer. Obviously, he's had success in the regular season. They've had the best record two years in a row, so I guess that sort of makes sense. But sort of disappointing. Um, they are going to change stuff, though. Um, they are looking for a trade partner for Eric Bledsoe, which I actually think is... Very interesting. Bledsoe, um, I thought he had a good playoffs defensively. He really sort of clamped down on Milwaukee or on Miami's offense, especially um, his ability to fly around screens really takes away. Yeah, he's a fantastic defensive guard, no question. Absolutely. Um, but Milwaukee just really sort of needs to go in to a different direction because they desperately need a second playmaker, and that especially in the half court because Giannis – just isn't really that guy. He's not, no. he can't really lead an efficient offense in the half court. He's probably the best, like, full court transition offensive player in the NBA, obviously. For sure. You sort of need a compliment to him. Definitely. Eric Bledsoe was nowhere near that. And I don't, and they're not hurting on defense, anyways. Like, they have guys who can guard yeah. the perimeter and stuff. Yeah. Dante DiVincenzo. Yes. Yeah. You could step into Bledsoe's shoes on that in brilliantly and I don't think Steven Chinzo is going to grow into a um on ball guard overnight either I don't think he's the answer and so that kind of brings us to the third point which was the rumors from around the league that the Bucks are going to look to bring in Chris Paul for the next season which would actually be a pretty awesome fit when you think about it perfect I'm not I think they would be really hard to beat yeah I think so too I think that makes them title favorites yeah percent I'm not sure quite how the money gets there. Like, yeah, um, I would have to look at their cap space, but you imagine it's got to be like obviously blood. So, right, would be a start, but um, like I mean, yeah, Chris Paul might, might not be that expensive. Uh, but it would have to be a trade because his contract. Oh right, 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 right. His contract goes for two more years, so they'd have to find that matching salary. Um, yeah, which. Is going What's he getting paid in OKC? I, I to think ballpark forty million. I think a little above, so like forty one, forty two, maybe. Yeah. And you know, it would have to be Bledsoe, Lopez, George Hill, and like Ursan Silva and like all of them probably, or Robin Lopez or TJ Wilson. So they could get there. It would be tough though. Um, yeah. But I think he would play great with Giannis. It would be awesome. It would be like the perfect compliment. Yeah. To Giannis. Um, that pick and roll with Chris Paul and Giannis and the yeah. would be insane. And because Chris Paul's a guy that 
he's fantastic with the ball on his ball in his hands in the last minute of a game. For sure, like, you can absolutely trust him on offense. Yeah, and he can play off the ball too, like we saw in Houston. So if Giannis wanted to have some possessions with the ball in his hands, like Chris Paul would not take anything off the table. So I just think that would like that would give the Bucks the offense to match their defense. Like definitely, and Chris Paul's still a great defender. Yeah, like for he's sure. no pish posh defensive point guard. Exactly. Yeah, especially when you've probably got Divincenzo starting alongside him, and Divincenzo can take on the better guard, and Chris Paul can mm-hmm. guard like the second guard in your opponent's backcourt. And do a great job. Yeah, that's a that's a great defensive backcourt. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that would obviously be priority number one if I'm the Bucks this offseason is finding some way to bring in Chris Paul. Um, and it probably won't take too many picks. Like once you get that matching salary, like let's not forget as good as Chris Paul was this year, he's still a massive contract for a sort of an old guy with insurance on a team that's trying to get younger and rebuild. So I don't think think the Thunder are going to be overly attached to him at all. So I think if Milwaukee really wants to go that direction, it's something that will be a possibility. Definitely. And so the next team, I guess we can hit on is the Rockets who I think of the four teams have the bleakest future. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're doing – I feel like nothing they're doing is working. No. <laughs> Except I, for the fact that they have James Harden, and I also like Robert Covington, and that's yeah. what they have going for them. And I've said this all year, and I didn't ever think it would get to this point, but Westbrook and Harden just are not a fit together. They're both oh. guards who like to play with the ball in their hands, but they have completely different styles. Like Westbrook – is sort of like um, get the rebound, get the outlet pass, whatever, just take it full court, full head of steam, get a shot off within like six seconds. And Harden is much more deliberate. Yeah. Like prefers to play in the half court, like almost surgically takes apart the defense. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Just very much contrasting styles, especially when you consider none of them play off ball. Um, right. Like, Harden will just pretty much stand there even. Um, and with Harden, cool. Like, you're not going to be dynamic. You're not going to cut. Um, fine. At least you are at least you have gravity. At least your defender is not leaving you to go help with something else. So, yeah. at least you're not taking anything off the table. With Westbrook, whenever Westbrook doesn't have the ball in his hands, the Rockets are basically playing four against five because Westbrook, even he's – very rarely going to make a cut unless it's like wide open. He maybe does that like three or four times a game. Yeah, unless he knows he's going to get a dunk off of it. Yeah, he's not going to. Sh- he's not going to hit a spot up three. That's not something you're worried no. about for the defense. So like it basically and it screws over like Covington and Tucker because Westbrook's guy just makes an easy rotation and takes away that open three. And yeah. so then you. So basically think about it this way. Like Harden, probably one of the best 1v1 players um, in the league. So let's just say he's going 1v1 against his defender. Let's just say they're not sending help. Um, He beats his guy. He gets into the paint. At that point, let's say P.J. Tucker's guy rotates over to help. Harden kicks out the ball. P.J. Tucker's got an open three, but Westbrook's guy rotates over. 
you get it to Westbrook. And then all of a sudden, all the work Harden did to gain that advantage on offense is negated because the ball just yep. stops at Westbrook. He's not going to hit an open three. No. Maybe he drives to the basket. But by, but by the time he gets to the basket, the, the defense, defense is probably there. Yeah, the defense is already recovered. So yeah. he basically just takes any advantage Harden can gain on offense and can single-handedly erase it. So I think he's just – I don't want to say he's a cancer to the Houston offense, but I don't think Houston can succeed with Harden and Westbrook sharing a backcourt. And then on top of that, you're locked into long-term contracts like Eric Gordon, who is criminally overpaid. And Yeah, he, he, did, he did start playing really well, though. Yeah, he's playing better, but for $18 million a year for the yeah. next four years, I'm not exactly feeling it. No. And then P.J. Tucker's on a good contract. Robert Covington, um, large contract, but he's been so awesome for him. I yeah. think kind of bite that ball. But then aside from that, you're capped out. So I basically think about it like this. Like, the Rockets weren't good enough. There are three ways to improve a team. The first one is in the draft. They're, they don't have a draft pick this year. They only have one future draft pick that they can trade, so the draft isn't going to be a thing for them. Uh, the next one's free agency. They're totally capped out. They have no cap space. Could they use their mid-level exception? Sure, but um, they won't because Tillman Fertitta is one of the cheapest owners in the NBA and hasn't used the mid-level exception the last two years, so they're not going to use that. Maybe they'll use part of it to bring back Austin Rivers, but I can almost guarantee you they don't use the full mid-level to improve their team. And so that basically leaves the last thing is make a trade. But who are they using in a trade? Like they, like I said before, they have one pick, I think it's in 2025 and that's the only draft pick they can trade. And then it's not like this is a team um, that's filled to the brim with the young players that other teams want. Like, right. I don't think you're attaching Chris Clemens and getting anything. Yeah. There. I don't think anybody wants like Bruno Caboclo. So <laughs> You know what would have been so perfect? What's that? Is if they didn't trade for Russell Westbrook, yeah. they could swap. <laughs> if, if they could trade Chris Paul for Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. I think that would fit really well. Yeah. I think Eric Bledsoe would probably have a few of the problems that Westbrook does just because teams would like dare him to shoot and stuff. But I mean, like. That's true. But I mean, at least he's not contract cancer in the same way. And also, I think he's. Uh, much more like he holds his own much better as a player when he doesn't have the ball. He's oh, much yeah. better yeah. on defense. And Oh, yeah, for sure. His, him and the switching Houston defense would be so awesome because he would definitely hold his own with um, with uh, like bigger guys when exactly about the switches and stuff. But, yeah, I don't want to say the Houston Rockets are screwed – but let's just say Harden's contract expires in two years, and I don't think they're winning a championship in the next two years. And so, no, I would love. I I hope James Harden leaves. Yeah, and I. What's I a good fit for him? What? What's a good fit for James Harden if he left Houston? Honestly, there's no such thing as a good fit with James Harden because when James Harden's on your team, you sort of have to fit around him. Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's not really the type of player you add onto a team and. Keep yeah. going from there. Yeah. But um, so it's basically going to come down to like if he does get traded, which I don't think he does. Like if you have James Harden, he's kind of like Giannis. You don't trade him. You just do your absolute best to win a championship. And then if he leaves, he leaves. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Like what team would he look good on right now? Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it's just one of those things where as soon as he just is such a heliocentric player where everything kind of has to work around him, you can't just sort of drop him on a team and have it be no. a good fit right away. If you went to the yeah. Knicks. That's what I was thinking. It's like a team like that where he just You need kinda... a team where you can drop him in and everything's focused around him. Yeah, except um, the, uh, I mean... What team sucks? I He's not going to go to it. Exactly, yeah. He's going to go to a win-now team? Yeah, for sure. Because he's going to be old when the contract expires. He's going to be in his 30s. Um, and he's, I think he's still got a lot of good basketball left in him. But Definitely. Well, yeah. Especially with how he plays. Um, honestly, I have no idea uh, where this team is going to be in the next two years. So that makes it really hard to uh, sort of... I'll tell you, we're at the bottom of the Western Conference. Yeah, for the, the Warriors. Yeah. But I was going to say, if we're just talking about sort of in terms of a basketball fit, what about the Sacramento Kings? I think De'Aaron Fox is sort of like De'Aaron Fox is sort of like Russell Westbrook, the pros Westbrook without the cons of Russell Westbrook. Like I would like that. He's sort of like probably would have the money for him too. Yeah, he's sort of like the change of pace can go work a little faster than a Harden. But teams aren't going to ignore him because he can actually hit shots and he will be a willing um, participant in the offense when James Harden has the ball in his hands. So I think that of all teams is probably. I could the actually best see thing. him on there too. Yeah. If you get a good coach out there. Yeah. Not Luke Walton, but yeah. No. Um, but yeah, obviously, like we have no idea who's going to be on that team. I'm just thinking, like, in terms of what point guard would he look good with? I think De'Aaron Fox would be like a good option. Yeah. Who else is on that team? Well, right now they've got Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich, yeah. Harrison mm-hmm. Barnes, Nemanja Belitsa, Rashawn Holmes. That's pretty solid. Uh, yeah, Kent Bazemore. Oh, yeah, Kent Bazemore, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sh- there are obviously tons. I'm not. I'm forgetting, like... Uh, they've got some solid players. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what their cap situation looks like. Yeah. Um, but... They just signed Barnes to a long deal. They just signed um, who's their backup point guard? Why I'm so tired. Why am I blinking on his name? Corey Joseph. They just signed him. Oh yeah, he he kind of sucks now though. Him <laughs> to a long term deal that looks bad. So they've they've got some money on the books, but um, I mean, if <laughs> you get a swing at James Harden, they're obviously you're gonna take it. There are obviously things you can do to clear cap, but what if the Warriors got Giannis? It's honestly like not if if we were just thinking if Giannis demands a trade, I don't think the Warriors are too far fetched. Like, yeah, if I were going to rank the teams um, that Giannis is going to be on in the next three years, like I think behind Milwaukee, I think the Warriors are probably. I think it. I think I'd go Milwaukee, and then Toronto, Miami, and Golden State are the three other teams I could see him on if he if he leaves the Bucks. Definitely. That would be wild. Yeah, for sure. Him and staff would just be ridiculous. I'm excited to see the Warriors play again. Yeah, me too. I kind of miss Yeah, them. dude, that's the I only too. team I watch. The only way I know basketball is by watching the teams the Warriors play. It's just so weird. They were so fun to watch for so long, and they were they were always on national television and then yeah. the season. 
They were all. It's like the season, season, though. Honestly, what we needed this season? Just a little rest, regroup, and then fucking kill it next year. A little R and R for the freaking <laughs> all stars. No, yeah, I honestly, Jonah, Jonah thinks they'll be. So I, I definitely have high expectations for them, but who knows? As I can see I'm, him being like a first or second seed in the playoffs. I'm excited to see Andrew Wiggins play there. Right, that's what, I, dude. I freaking love that guy. <laughs> He's so yeah. good. I say they'll probably be the third seed this year. Whew. Really? You think higher? The Warriors as the third seed. No, I think much lower. Really? I, I think they'd be lucky to get home court advantage because I think they're four, or I think they're three. I think the top three seeds are pretty clear cut for me next year. Actually, who are they? I think the Clippers, the Clippers, Nuggets, Mavericks. I think are really, really. Yeah, I think. Wait, wait. Uh, say that again. Clippers, Nuggets, Mavericks. Okay, first of all, the Warriors are going to destroy the Mavericks, and they're going to destroy the Nuggets. In the playoffs, I agree, but i i don't I don't think I don't think that's true. It's gonna their their regular season record actually probably won't be that great because of. That's what I'm thinking, Giants. Yeah. Chilling. I think the effort won't be there. I think there's going to be a lot of getting back into shape. Definitely, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I was picturing a healthy and. They're going to be a problem in the playoffs if they need. Yeah, they'll be one of those teams where they come into the playoffs with the lower seed, but they're super good. Yeah. Can you um, imagine they're like an eight seed and then they just cranked it up <laughs> and just threw a big hitch in things like if the Clippers were the one seed and they just knocked them out and bulldoze through everybody? Because that would happen. I don't think they would be the eight seed, obviously, though. You never know, honestly. A few injuries here and there. And, uh, what do you think the Warriors should do with the second overall pick? Keep it. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards too. But then, like, who do you take with it? You're taking Wiseman. Okay, yeah. That's that's what I would say. I think we're all on the same page. Yeah. Because I know I've said this before, but it's just about maintaining flexibility. It's probably the most important thing you can do as an organization. Yeah. And especially in a case like the Warriors, where we don't really know what they're going to be next year. If you draft a guy... Like Wiseman, he can contribute if you're playing well. And um, he can, A, contribute, and B, if you're playing well, like you can move him at the trade deadline for another star. So you're not really losing anything there. Like You, you can, can move a rookie at the trade deadline? Yeah. Even if you sign him just that season? Yeah. I think it's six months is the time you got to wait. It, and then it's like sometime in December usually where where like free agents and rookies can start to get traded. It doesn't happen very often, obviously, but it's possible. Oh, yeah. And then um, – Warriors are in a very unique situation where if they get rid of him, they're still kind of fine. Yeah. But they sure. would obviously get something good back. Yeah. But I'm so excited with Wiggins and Dre and Clay. Yeah. It's going to be fun yeah. to see those guys back. And Eric – when Eric would come off the bench. Yeah. And then Kyron Bowman is basically kind of like a Quinn Cook. And then, um, yeah, Smiley. <laughs> Wait, so, yeah. So, Kai Bowman is kind of like the guy who is the 14th man on the bench for the Lakers. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like the Quinn Cook of old. Kind of just not as good. Yeah. Um, Quinn Cook was solid on the Warriors. Yeah. Well, he came so off the bench and hit a bunch of threes. 
Well, I mean, the Warriors aren't, weren't exactly a deep team. Like Alfonso McKinney was starting in the finals games for the Warriors. So they <laughs> I liked Alfonso McKinney, though. They weren't, exact, they weren't exactly the pitch. No, he sucked. And then, yeah. do you remember Ian Clark? Yeah, I was just thinking about him. Yeah, he, he, I, liked, I liked him a lot, too. Yeah. And then, obviously, Sean Livingston was good coming off the bench. Oh, and maybe you guys can use your Andre Iguodala trade exception to bring back Andre Iguodala. I don't think we would want Andre, right? He's old. Yeah, I'm just joking. I can't tell <laughs> with you sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> but, dude, imagine he got... Ironic. What? Yeah, I know. Because they got the trade exception from trading Andre Iguodala, and they could use the trade exception to bring him back. I just think that'd be... A cool twist of fate. But, yeah. I, I like the Warriors' chances next year at winning a title. For sure. Ooh. I don't know about title. Why? I think I, I like their chances at winning a title in the next three years. Maybe next two years, actually. But I don't know about next year. I don't I don't see why they wouldn't be in contention next year. I like their chances. <laughs> I just see Jonah's face. He's like, hmm. <laughs> You know how I feel about the Warriors next year. You're just a hater, dude. There's still the Clippers. There's still the Nuggets. Not they have no reason to be scared. They have just as much, if not more, firepower than both Ooh. of those teams. Stop it! Stop it right now. Kawhi Leonard still is on the Clippers. Who's stopping That's Kawhi fine. Leonard? Who's stopping Kawhi Leonard? Clay and Draymond. Draymond Green is the most overrated defender of all time. Stop. Draymond Green's he's not a good that good. Defender. No, he's not. He's Patrick Beverly enlarged. Isn't that still pretty good? No, Patrick Beverly sucks. I feel like that's kind of strong. But Patrick I, Beverly does suck. Patrick Beverly doesn't belong in the NBA. I think Draymond is over the hill, though. You've got us. Well, I don't. What? I no agree. Way. That's facts. That's yeah. facts. He had his time. He's. And he was. He was healthy this entire year and just chose to sit out. Like he's probably- he was stuck coaching a G League team. Jota, we've been over this many times. Uh, Draymond Green is not going to get Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Draymond Green is going to he's going to talk hey, you know to Kawhi is- Leonard, and Kawhi you know Leonard doesn't care. Andrew Wiggins will guard Kawhi Leonard. No, he won't. Whoa, that's even worse than yeah, that. Is, <laughs> that is the last guy you want checking yeah. Kawhi Leonard. No, Alan Smilagic. Okay. Locked on anybody in the league. But Are yeah. you sure it's not going to be Jordan Poole? Hmm? Oh, dude, that's what I forget. Jordan Poole is going to pop off next year. I'm <laughs> telling you. I know. I'm being dead ass. He turned it up. Look, go look through his stats. Slowly. Yeah, it's an annual tradition. Every rookie on like a shitty team plays well towards the end of the year because they just it's get an annual shots. tradition. They just get more shots and playing time. It's not like. He was. Jordan Poole's taking plenty of shots and he just wasn't sinking them. And they started to fall in towards the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I would, that would be the same if I was on the Warriors taking plenty of shots the entire season. Eventually, they're going to start falling. I'm just saying, Warriors are going to be solid, dude. And I, de- I definitely think Clay, Clay and Draymond can guard Kawhi. For sure. I can't, I can't wait for us to go to another. Blazers Warriors game. I hope. I hope that they have a. We all know what happens. I we all know what happens. Damien's like, oh, I don't want to be the second best point guard in the league, and then he pops off every single Clipper. I mean, uh, Blazer Warrior game I've been to. Uh, 
Dame has dropped 50 points. <laughs> and they've lost every single time I've went to a Blazers Warriors game at Moda. They've lost. The Warriors have. Yeah, every single. I've, I've gone to three. That's because they're not quite as good as the Blazers. Guess so. Guess not in the regular season. I guess. But then we went on to. Yeah, I went. I, I went that. last year, and Katie Katie dropped like forty something though. But that was about it. Katie Katie because Steph was hurt. It was a fluke. Yeah. It was a fluke that the Warriors swept the Blazers in the West. Honestly, it kind of was. <laughs> it was. They we were had, up, they were up, we like were up every plus, time. Yeah, They were up like 15 plus points each and every game. Yeah. <laughs> and, they uh, and that hurts our legacy so bad. <laughs> they choked, dude. That was so bad. Yeah, that was bad. Every that single was... game I was like, no, when at game time, I forget. what what. Yeah, in game four, I was like, ah, crap. It's gonna go to a five, and then I was like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> Myers Leonard torched you guys. In that yeah, game. he did. That's, That's a victory. Pulling up, pulling up from beyond the arc, just straightaway threes. It's a victory, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. He should have retired after that game, though. Just called it done and just go straight to modeling. Myers Leonard's in back-to-back conference finals. He just carries teams. That's facts. He's not, he, he's he's more of a Fortnite player than he is an NBA player. His streaming career is going well, but I loved that game and against the Bucks. They put Myers Leonard in. I was about to text Jonah about it, and he texted me. And then he, Brooke Lopez gave him about three buckets in a row. <laughs> he bricked a three. <laughs> Get him out of there. There was one time. There was one time where he didn't know the play, and he was just like screaming. <laughs> <here. laughs> like he was setting the screen that was so far away from the rest of the play. <laughs> Yeah, he's horrible. Did you guys watch any college football today? No, no. I don't. I don't even. Football. I I don't even care about college football. Me neither, especially without the Pac-12. I it's like know. let's line up the best ACC and um, Big Twelve schools against complete trash and see how many points they can score. That's basically all it is. I thought the SEC was going to have a college football season, but the they are. They are. They uh, they play next week. Oh, next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It, it's complete. It's complete garbage, dude. Like it's stupid. Yeah, you're right. But I'll tell you though, that scoreboard is pretty sick though. That yeah, new scoreboard is pretty sweet. Cool this year. It's um, big. Yeah. It takes up like the whole entire like it's big. It's sweet. Yeah. It's so weird to look back because remember like when we were in elementary school and at ESPN had that little tiny thin board up top that was like black and red and yellow. Oh yeah. yeah. And now it's like this big huge thing. Yeah. But it went, that was classic. That's like my childhood scoreboard right there. And then at the bottom was that where they showed the scores from the other games and it was like red. And, and it flicked up yeah. into the side. Yeah, that's classic. That's classic ESPN right there. Yeah. But yeah. Really um, do you have any other stuff you want to talk about NBA wise? Oh, the Nuggets. We didn't talk about the Nuggets. The Nuggets, that's true. The Nuggets, I just kind of feel are less interesting because they're just sort of locked into their team now and their young players will get better. I think what's interesting is going to be um, the. I think Jeremy Grant's going to decline his nine million dollar player option, and so I think he's going to be a free agent this summer. Yeah, I think they'll bring him back. I don't think they traded a first round pick to Oklahoma City because they didn't plan on keeping Jeremy Grant around. So he's a good guy to have around for sure. Yeah, especially he's been big from this playoffs. And then Millsap is the other guy who's here. Oh yeah, and I honestly don't have any idea what's going to happen with him because 
you assume with Grant and Porter Jr. that you've got your two power forwards, but I actually kind of like Porter more as their starting small forward. Um, me, and me too. And then you can bring Will Barden in as your kind of scoring sixth man. Yeah. So um, that's going to be interesting. And then I think Mason Plumley, like they probably just let him walk. You would think because you can yeah. get you can get a small four or a small forward. You can get a center that's much better than him. Yeah. For like a couple of mil a year. So. Yep. I think their major pieces are definitely locked in. I think they're in a good spot. I think they're in a good spot, too. I think Porter's going to be the guy who, if he takes a big jump, can kind of take him from this good regular season team to a, like, a Contender, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think even if he takes a minor jump or stays the same, I think they're going to be a top-two seed in the West. Yeah. If they can figure out some kind of three-way dynamic with Murray, Porter, and... Uh, Jokic, that would be tough to guard. For sure. Because that's literally a huge offensive threat at all three ends of the offensive spectrum. Exactly, yeah. And I was encouraged by Gary Harris, too. His shot, he shot it early this season, and it started to look better in the the bubble. And you'll have Will Barden back. So I think things are looking good in Denver. I don't think they need to take any big risks or big moves this offseason. I don't want to like change topic too much, but what do you think about PJ Tucker? Because I honestly think he kind of sucks. You think? P- oh, I like PJ Tucker. I think he's good. Yeah, I don't like PJ Tucker. I think he's, he's a good of- player to have on your team. He's one of the toughest guys in the league. Yeah, I think he's one of the best defenders in the yeah. league too. He's he's done a great job against Anthony Davis when he's been on him this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like PJ. I don't know. He just kind of bothers me. He's so cocky. I don't feel like he's cocky. I do. He's no more cocky than Draymond. That's for sure. Draymond is like the cockiest player in the NBA while simultaneously being one of the most overrated players in the NBA. I don't think he should have ever been an all-star at any point in his career. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a black mark on the NBA's history that Draymond was an all-star. At one yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a sh- – yeah. Whatever. I can't – yeah. That makes me mad. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I think he was an all-star because he was on the Warriors. I think it's as simple as that. Oh, for sure. I don't think he was making any all-star games in, like, Charlotte or Orlando. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my. If he was in Charlotte or Orlando, he'd be making $10 million a year. Oh, that's terrible. Is what it is. I mean, but he, he's been great for the Warriors. Um, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I did, I, yeah. You know, who could be one of the biggest jokers in like the NBA playoffs though? Like when it comes to big huge games. Who's that? Who do you think? I honestly Like who plays the worst in like Are you gonna say Harden? No. Like what? Like who's a really good player that can get his team to places, but then when he actually gets to that point, like he's just too worn out. Besides Giannis. I would say Damian Lillard. Don't say that. Yeah, he's hit two of the biggest shots in NBA history. Yeah, Damian Lillard. Yeah, yeah, but what happens when he actually has to play like the best teams in the league? Bro, don't give me that. What? No, I'm just saying though. Like, what happens? There can only be one champion every year, so like most of the players are bound to lose. And so, if you can hit two of the biggest buzzer readers in NBA history before you lose, I think you're a good playoff player. And also, I think yeah, it's but what like, how of- can you not expect him to get worn out when every team that plays him has to 
like he literally deals with a double team at half court. Facts, yeah. Like how do you not get it's how do you not get worn out from that? Stephen Curry doesn't have to deal with that because of the players around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he, I would, I wouldn't, I would definitely say that uh, Dame has good players around him, though. Not like Stephen Curry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if Draymond sucks so bad, Dame, when was last, we, Dame hasn't played with an All Star since Lamarcus Aldridge. We both watched the Warriors series last year. We know how um, they were leaving Al through Camino and Mo Harkless open so they could go some other Dame Lillard yeah. Empire series. Like Dame Lillard could have beaten Steph whenever he wanted to, but he just yeah. didn't because he knew Draymond was waiting for him, and so it just wouldn't have been a effective. Offer. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just drive on Draymond though? Drive in on Draymond. He's one of the better rim protectors in the NBA. Mm. So that's one thing he's good at. One thing he was good at. <laughs> one thing he's been good at before. Yeah. Now, if you give Damon Lillard an all-star. I mean, CJ McCollum is borderline all-star. He's borderline all-star. He, but would, if you he would be an all-star him. if he was in the East by now. For oh, sure. for sure. For sure. For sure. But if you give him an all-star. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Sorry. I'm just saying, like, until Dame gets to the finals, like, I don't know if you can point him as, like, the best point guard in the league. Am I right? No. No? no. Why not? No. Why not? Giannis was the MVP. He just, or he's probably going to be the MVP, and he was the D-point. He just got swept. Back-to-back year. Or not swept, but. The Bucks kind of suck. I think he got swept. So, but, would you say. I really wish the Bucks would have been uh, in the finals last year because they would have got thrashed. The Warriors were the walking wounded by the time they got to the finals. <laughs> yeah, I think they would. No, have they still the had, they still had Clay though. So are we assuming if they play the Bucks, Clay just doesn't get hurt, <laughs> and he just averages like forty? <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, they were on the verge of winning Game Six until he destroyed his ACL. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And they were basically like just running on fumes though because they didn't have KD and having KD diminishes your bench like crazy. Yeah, I think they would have lost to the Bucks. Me too. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I think Wait, the Warriors were just out of gas at that point. I don't think that they were. I don't think they're, yeah, they were out of players. I don't think they're out of gas. I think they could have finished the series maybe if Clay didn't get hurt. You got it. You, they were right in that game. The yeah, series, though. Maybe yeah, one, game. one more game. Just throw it all on the line. What do you have to lose? You have the whole off season to recover. Yeah, but you don't have the guys. Yeah, they still did fine. I mean, how could you say what do you have to lose when literally Kevin Durant sat out this entire season <laughs> because of an injury he got in the finals? <laughs> like, obviously, there are consequences. <laughs> yeah, but that's not our problem. Though. We knew he was going to leave the whole time. We have not, you don't have a lot to lose. Okay, then what about Clay? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, but we still had to try to win that game just to get to the game seven in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You guys, you guys are going to get showed up. Celtics in five. Oh, come on. <laughs> Lakers and Lakers and six. Oh, come uh, on. Why you made office? <laughs> Warriors, <laughs> Warriors in four next year. Okay. In the finals? Yeah. In every series. <laughs> every single series. Every single series, dude. 
No, I'm telling you though. How how good does that sound? Because wouldn't it? Because uh, it would be it would be Clay, Steph, Draymond, and then would it be Andrew Wiggins, and then potentially James Wiseman? Yeah, that's kind of fire, dude. Well, we don't know what any of those players are going to be like. Yeah, not a single one. We don't know like, what Wiggins will be like in that type of situation. I think we can say what Steph's going to be. Yeah, I think I think Steph is the one player who I trust. Clay, Clay can start know. off a little bit slow. He could be a little hesitant until he starts feeling his jump shot and driving to the rim and like landing normally. Yeah, and then Wiggins, we can hope he improves, but from what we've seen the entire career, he is a, not a good player. Uh, Wiggins, <laughs> is gonna, Wiggins is going to get like fifth, like seventeen points a game. Yeah, uh, so no, he's not. seventeen points on like four of thirteen shooting or whatever. Yeah, and he there's not. 13 shots for him to take. Oh, I'm sure he can find them if he looks for them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I have to get a couple of steals on the offensive end from his yeah. own teammates. All right. I, I think Why do you guys hate I, on Andrew Wiggins so much? Like the games I've watched is actually not bad. But it is because no one else was playing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They were I playing think. with scrubs, and he was like the best player on the floor besides Draymond. Draymond was probably the best player on the Warriors. Last year? Yeah. Oh, I would say probably Eric Pascal is their best player. I agree. No, I mean, like, just like, whatever. <laughs> like, proven himself in the past, like, probably our best player. For. I mean, it doesn't matter. A, he is an all-star. He was an all-star, former defense player of the year. <laughs> okay. Wait, he was, he was a deep boy? Yeah. You didn't know that? Come on. No, man. I remember. The things Golden State gets, yeah. Yeah, dude. Let, let's, let's, I'm going to read off Draymond Green's resume. You know, maybe you guys can try to trade that first overall pick for former MVP Derrick Rose. I mean, having the MVP and the defensive player of the year on your team at the same time, that would probably be a pretty good combination. <laughs> Shut up, bro. All right. Let's I remember see. when Derrick Rose hit that game winner against Golden State a long time what ago. About- yeah, what about former Rookie of the Year Michael Carter-Williams? <laughs> you guys could just... Their resume that. would be insane. All right, Draymond, <laughs> Draymond Green, obviously he's a three-time NBA champ. Um, three-time NBA All-Star. So is, uh, what's his name, Patrick McCaw? <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. kind of similar. Yeah. Oh, he, he was actually, I forgot about him. He was actually good. But he, did, he didn't play that whole 2018 season, though. Right? No, he hardly played at all. Yeah, he didn't play at all. Yeah. Um, NBA def- 2017 NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, All-NBA second team. That doesn't... All-NBA third team. Oh, that's a joke. All-NBA third team in 2017, but he won the Defensive Player of the Year that year. Yeah, he shouldn't have got either of those awards. How does that make sense, Jonah? What? You're the th- um, all NBA third. You're the runner-ups. All NBA third team, but you were the dense offensive player of the year that year because he's he's not good offensively. Oh all. yeah, that makes sense. Who, was that 2017? He won deep boy? Yeah. D- NBA two-time NBA All Defensive second team two- 2018 and 19, and then first team 15 through 17. Okay. Steals leader 2017. Yeah, he he was a good player. Big Ten Player of the Year, Michigan State. He was, 
used to be a good player. Used to be a good player. Stop. Why Leonard or Rudy, Rudy Gobert should have won D-Boy 2017. No. Jermon Green was the steals leader. Remember when he had a triple-double and it was because – or didn't – yeah, he had a triple-double, but the triple-double was steals. But could he have done that in Utah? No. What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? Steals are steals, bro. <laughs> yeah, but he <laughs> couldn't have. Steals are steals. No, not in Golden State. They're not. Could he do that in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, if he got lucky enough. Hey, man, man's gets boards though. I'm no, telling. And Utah, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be starting. I don't think. He's I don't think he would have started on any other NBA team ever, and you probably wouldn't have ever heard of him. But we drafted but Golden State him. is what it is. It is we drafted is. him and raised him to be what he is today. And that's one of the best defensive players in the league. Oh. One of the most crucial parts. He's, he's arguably one of the most... He's, he's one of the reasons why our team even works, though. Because when he brings it up and plays as our little point guard and gives it... <laughs> He all, the, the, what he does when he, he takes does it that up the court. is he dribbles it across half court. Yeah, and then he that's then his responsibility when he brings it up. Gives it to Clay, uh, gives it to Steph, or whoever is playing. But yeah, I think he's a soft. Uh, he was bi- he was better when he was bigger though. When he's a little bit thicker, now he's like skinny. Now he's skinny boy. Yeah, he has. Is he trying to get more minutes in? How old is he? He's thirty. He's not old at all. No, he's, he's got, on his way out for sure. He's got four or five more good years left. No, he's got four or five more years. <laughs> he's out of good years. They're gonna he's be good out, though, and he's gonna end on a good note. He's out of good years. No, I'm telling you, stop. How's he out of? <laughs> he's only had like, yeah, four good years. He's lucky he had a good year. He's so lucky to to have been. Chosen by the Warriors, I'm telling you. That could be true. You could say that about so many players, though. Right. That franchise is just, it makes people look so much better than they are. Where do you think Clay would be if he wasn't drafted by the Warriors? Uh, I think he would peak. He wouldn't have been an all-star, I'll say that. Yeah. I think he would peak at about like a... uh, who's a good comparison? Like a Tony Snell type, just a good. <laughs> uh, I was thinking more like Josh Richardson, kind of. You oh, can yeah. shoot a little better. Like a 13 to 14 points per game type of player. What do you think Steph would be if he wasn't drafted by the Warriors? Steph would be good. Yeah. He's good. He would still He's... be the same player. Yeah. Well, I don't. I think he would be... Poor man's Devontae Graham. <laughs> no, Steph would still be a, a multi-year all-star. I don't think he would have... I think maybe he wouldn't have won the MVPs, but he would still be one of the top point guards in the league. Like what do you top think, 20. How do you think KD would be, right? How many rings would KD have if he didn't go to the Warriors? Well, you mean like if he stayed in OKC? Yeah. Because they were literally on the precipice of beating the Warriors. Zero, because they had Russell Westbrook on the team. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Huh. There's a reason why did, Russell wait, Westbrook, Warriors, Kevin Durant, Warriors James Harden didn't what, win. What, when did, where, how, how much were they down? 3-1. Yeah, they're down 3-1. And Russell Westbrook was like, no, 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 this isn't me. 
a winner. <laughs> Winning, winning's not me. Can't be me. I just need my triple doubles, and that's yeah. it. Triple double, get out. He of was here. like, I need to get Kevin Durant out of here. I need an MVP. Jesus, my God, man. That was his thought process. Durant. Okay, wait. Yeah, how many? How many? I think I honestly, I don't, I don't want to say this, but the Warriors, honestly, looking back. I know that Katie got them rings, but like, I feel like if they, because you know that their 2015 team mm-hmm. was like raw. Yeah, that was when Iguodala was the Finals MVP, right? I don't know. That's just when they had a deep ass bench. Yeah, that was their first championship, wasn't it? Iguodala was Finals MVP. Yeah, yeah. Like, I honestly think on the website NBA.com they say. Kawhi Leonard was named the 2019 NBA Finals MVP. Huh, that's weird. That's weird. Huh. Why would she Why would she say that? I don't know. Huh. That's odd. That's super odd. You know what? I think that the Nets are going to win the championship next year. Not the Warriors. No, not the Warriors. Between Karis LeVert, Kyrie Irving's probably the best point guard in the league. And then KD, best player in the NBA. Oh, wait. Would you rather have KD or Ka- Kawhi? Kawhi. Kawhi, yeah, easily. Really? Yeah. yeah. Colin, if the Warriors... I'd rather have Russell Westbrook. If the Warriors make the NBA Finals, I will drink an entire... Bottle of my urine? Bottle of ranch dressing. <laughs> On the show. Okay, what if they win? If they win the championship? Yeah. Then we can go to the urine idea. I'm going to buy your bottle of Hidden Valley now and make sure it's expired for next season. Please do. And I'm going to leave it in my pantry unrefrigerated. Good. I think Kevin Durant's the best offensive player in the league. When he's healthy. What about? Yeah. Yeah. Best offensive player? Do you yeah. think he will be? Who do you, who's, who's a better passer, Draymond or Russell Westbrook? Draymond. Draymond. Does that pain you, Shannon, to say that? Yeah, but it's only because he's on the Warriors. <laughs> Who do that, you he's the, that he's a better passer. He uh, wouldn't be a better passer in Utah, I'll tell you that much. What's up with you and this fixation with Utah? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying that because that's where Rudy Gobert plays and he should have been Depoy 2017. Why, just because he stands under the rims like, no. No. Well, no. it was more based on the no. fact of the level of defense he plays compared to Draymond. Is, how how tall is uh Rudy? Seven two. Huh? Seven two, I think. Mm. Draymond's six six. And he can do what Rudy does, but better. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no way. He can. No. He, shut, he can shut down LeBron anytime he wants. Just look at the finals highlights from like two thousand seventeen. How's that doing what Rudy does? Was that huh? when was that when Rudy? LeBron averaged a triple double? I don't know. He just swatted him. I know that was 2015. He averaged like a 35 point triple double. How do you wait, Chino, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving? On Kyrie. When he's yeah. in the right mindset and he's healthy, he's definitely top five points. Okay. Maybe Actually, three. Knowing what we know now about Russell Westbrook and his like steep decline. How would you re-rank your like top five point guards in the league right now? 
I don't or no, give me prediction. Give me predictions for what you think the top five point guards are going to look like after the 2021 season. One, Damian Lillard. Two, Stephen Curry. Three. When does, that John Dame wins MV- does that mean Dame wins MVP? John's going to be healthy to start the season. Who? Oh, I'm so excited for that. Let's go. It'll John probably take Wall? a while for him to get back into yeah. John Wall mode, but oh, that's that's so exciting. I hope he doesn't get hurt again. Knock on wood, bro. <laughs> I would probably go one, Stephen Curry, two, Luka Doncic, three, Damian Lillard, four, Trey Young, five, Kyrie. Oh, oh no. Trey Young? Trey Young is maybe cracking top 20 for me. Come on. Trey Tim Young, Walker. Russell Westbrook are like neck and neck. You got how just, is Trey, just because he sucks on defense. Lamelo Ball is going to be better than Trey Young next year. <laughs> what What do you guys not like about Trey Young? He's I don't trapped. think that He's I small. don't think he can do what he does on a good team. He doesn't play defense, and his shot. Looks I like, think that I have to push back on that a little bit because when you Jonah, don't even say anything about his defense, you've literally said his defense sucks. No, I'm talking about the good team stuff because when you look at the shots he was getting for his open wide open teammates like he was getting DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish and John Collins wide open threes and they would just flick them and so I think Trey would be even better on a good team especially when the floor is spaced when, better and he's playing with a better pick and roll partner. Here's the thing though teams coming to Atlanta right now teams coming to Atlanta like probably maybe resting some players not even that invested in the game probably sure. really sure. not that locked in and I think if you if he's on a good team, he's going to get way more attention. He's going to have way more pressure. When he's on a bad team, he has supreme confidence. He feels like he can do anything he wants. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I not I think if he was playing on a better team, he might not like still average thirty one points a game. Yeah, but I, I think do, I'm not saying he can't be a good point guard. I just don't believe it until I see him on a better team. Okay, I think I I like the Hawks to make the playoffs. Maybe not make the playoffs, but make a run at the playoffs this year. What does making the playoffs really mean in the NBA, though? What do you mean? Like if you make the playoffs, it's like a, you feel like the Blazers be like a like how many games were they under five hundred? Like what does that really mean? It's like a it's like a step. and then just get throttled in the first round. Like what does that even really? Does that make you a good team? Like making the playoffs. Yeah, I so mean, like playoff team. It would be a step, in but the right like, direction. really, what is that though? It would be like a step in the. It's a step in the right direction. Like, you yeah, have to walk before you can run. So, like, for Trey Young leading a team to the playoffs would be actually a pretty big deal. I would definitely, say. especially in Atlanta. Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. But I'm like saying for like the Blazers though. Well, they they went to the playoffs against all odds. Right. Yeah, and we were like, so that was an accomplishment. That's yeah. kind of scary, though, huh? That we were like that a team that has like a decent amount of talent and barely scrapes a playoff. Um, well, that's not scary because we uh, we didn't have anyone to play in the regular season. <laughs> Caleb Swanigan played major minutes for us. This year. So I, I like Alan Bcier. Yep, and Anthony Tolliver. Yep, Anthony Tolliver was our starting center for several games. <laughs> I remember, I remember that game we and me and you would do, and when they announced starting center Anthony Tolliver, <laughs> and <laughs> that was so funny. Wait, when they announced it on pregame? 
Yeah. That's and maybe he was starting at power forward that game. Either I way, if he's starting, that's pathetic. Yeah, it is. He's one of the worst NBA players in the NBA right now. He's he's, yeah. he's not a basketball player, in my opinion. I don't know how we, there's players like that. I don't know how they got to the NBA. Like, it's just by chance. Patrick Beverly, another one of those players. Just pure good fortune. That's how they got to the NBA. Anthony Tolliver's tall. That's it. He's supposed to be a what shooter. What does Patrick Beverly have for him? Patrick I mean, Beverly has nothing. <laughs> That's I how I feel about Patrick he, Beverly. I don't think he's good, good at anything. He no, plays he good doesn't. Defense. He just tries. He's just a dirty defender, and he's just like I don't even feel like he plays good defense. He's made good defensive plays. Was he first team this year? Second team. Even that's a joke. He he's not that good of a defender, in my opinion. I would have had Drew over him. I think Drew's a better defender. Oh, but definitely. I, I I do. I would say it's borderline though. Like I can see the case for Patrick Beverly. I just I don't see it. I think he. <sighs> what did he Patrick Beverly that. do to you? Did he do something mean to Damien? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. That's right. That's, you can't take it personally with Patrick Beverly because he does that to everybody. No, I hated Patrick Beverly before that. Hmm. <laughs> I did. I hate no, Patrick Beverly. He's on the Rockets, and he just like, I don't know. Yeah, he's just really pesky. He's I a guy also, that you would like on your team. I like do. Res- I do respect. Draymond was on the Blazers. You would. He would be one of your favorite players. Yeah, I like everybody on the Blazers, but I do respect Patrick. <laughs> he nods. That was probably the best thing he's ever done in his career. When he did what? Tried to take out Russ. He. That's facts. That's like an ongoing thing too, like multiple attempts to try to take out Russ. I do respect that a lot. (laughs) Like I literally watched a video on it. There's literally several times where he like lunges at his knee. (laughs) 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 How does he even stay in the NBA after doing that? That's literally like. Hey, wait, what's up Marcus Morris and Luka Doncic's beef? Marcus Morris is just a, he just likes to get in fights. He's a bum. Did you know Marcus Morris plays on the Lakers and the Clippers? Well, he's, he just plays in Los Angeles. Like, oh yeah, he just he plays on both teams. He just yeah. he just stays at the Staples Center. Yeah, I honestly had no idea he had a twin. I was one of the most confused people on the entire planet when I saw Marquise Morris come up. Wasn't there some like conspiracy theory that they like swapped in a playoff series? Really? <laughs> I think I've so. Heard, I've never heard that one. Cause like they started playing like way better. and their numbers were like matching the other twin in that season and people were like speculating that they like switched that's funny hey who's the captain wasn't mark keep like on the wizards and mark yeah the celtics was that yes yeah yes yeah that was funny who's the guy that's on um the who's the who's the guy that looks just like travis kelsey Jonas valanciunas yeah he looks just like travis kelsey that's crazy. Also, Valen- what's his, his Jonas? He yeah. d- definitely tried to hurt Damian Lillard on like multiple different occasions. Yeah, he's one of those type players. Like he was, he likes like when Damian was going for that like loose ball, he just like stuck his shin on his head and like fell down. Yeah, that's a Draymond Green type play. No, Draymond just is like, if I don't like you, bro, I'm gonna kick you. That's it. I also, you know, you know what bothers me is when people are like, Draymond Green kicks people. It's like that hasn't been for like, what, three or four years now. I think what it is for Draymond is he realized that he's at a disadvantage in every aspect of basketball. 
And so he leans on sort of like aggressive okay. behavior. You know what? We got to get this podcast absolutely massive so we can have Big Dre on here. Because I think that would be the... Oh, I would love to have a conversation with him. <laughs> what would you say? If I Dre would Mar- say, Dre you're Mar- a horrible NBA player. I'm six feet tall. And if I played you 1v1, it would be a close game. Oh, I don't think it would be close. I think you'd take it to him. I know, but I just... I mean, I've I got to keep it realistic for people who haven't seen me play. That's true. Plus, he was nice enough to come on the show. So That's nice. I have to take it a little easy on him. Who's like, who would be your top guys that you would want on? Myers Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I honestly feel like it might not be far-fetched. Yeah. Dude, I look We should, I we should try hard. Okay. I'm on, his, I'm on his text message thing. He basically texts me every morning ex- and says good let's morning. Let's try to explode his DMs. I'm Pat Connaughton, too. Maybe we could get him on. Oh, yeah. That's true. And TJ yeah. McConnell. We should actually spam their DMs. Yeah. Just just send a long message. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. I'm already banned on Instagram, though, so I can't do that. What? I don't know. If they want me like... lighting up? No one. I didn't do anything. And all of a sudden, I can't like, comment, or tag. I can't even post a picture with a caption because I can't comment and post it with no caption. I don't know what's going on. I feel like you've done something that you just don't. I haven't. No, I really, <laughs> I really haven't. Like I've done before, where I like follow a bunch of people. Is that why I made like, a new account? Yeah. It's probably like that no, just like for music. It's yeah, probably no. like it's bigger, on my music account. It's bigger artists. Why don't you just use it on your regular Instagram one? so you don't blow up? Because they like know if you could post more, you'd probably blow up. So. Oh, that's facts. Oh, that's facts. Someone probably. You know, I actually DM Travis the other day. Maybe he was like, "Oh, like I gotta get this kid like chilled out." I told him I was trying to go get his his uh, Fortnite burger. But <laughs> no, there's been so many people that are like trying that or whatever. It's just the same crap. Oh, I'm going to get that. I'm going to go get it, and I'm going to get. I'm going to blare sicko mode when I pull up. I'm going to get out. Of the, I'm going to get out of the car. And I'm going to put my mouth on the microphone. And I'm going to say, "Can I get a Fortnite meal with a chug jug?" <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to say, "Yeah." Huh. No, I don't even understand why they did that. It's just a big promo, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the I first person much, to have that. In, I wonder how much bang Travis Scott's getting for that. It's funny. So much. Two of the two of three McDonald's franchise owners don't approve of having Travis Scott represent McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's actually getting so much money. He all he did was a voiceover, and it's just his little action figure talking in the commercial. Yeah, and then he that's he's selling all the merch too. And he did like the little like. Oh, did he do a collab with Yeah, he, they, they've had two merch drops. Um, and he did like the appearance where he went to a McDonald's and he was making the food and he like served some people. Dude, he should have a live performance like in the kitchen or something. He kind of like, did like in the parking lot a little bit. <laughs> it was lit. I remember you performed at the Super Bowl. I think. Oh, yeah, and it was trash. Yeah, it was trash. I was like, huh. It's, it's horrible. It's, they I, they did like didn't let him have auto or something. He's an auto tune performer. That's his yeah. thing. Did he? Did you guys go see him in Portland? I went. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go, Jonah? Yeah, I don't think we went together for that. Did one, he? Uh, no. Did he sound good? Oh yeah, yeah it's the best concert I've been to. He was amazing. Really? He's the best live performer in hip hop right now. Really? Yeah, for sure. Even though, like, it's not real. Like what what you, it, no, he's like he, but he's actually not like he doesn't have a bad voice. He's an extremely talented vocalist, and that's just his sound. Like, plus, like it's still like 
art yeah. or like music. Whether yeah, no, he's so creative. And other people, it's auto-tuned, but he still has, it's hard to explain. He records with such a good tone in his voice that you can do those crazy effects and it sounds good. Like other artists can't pull that off like that. It doesn't sound good with another voice. Do you have, do you, does, do your songs that you make, do you kind of just come up with on your own or do you ever like talk to people about them? No, I, I do it all myself right now. Does it, do you ever just like get in a mode where you're like, bam, or is it like over a period of time where you're like, put a verse and verse and a verse together and all of a sudden you have a song? Yeah, it depends. Sometimes I'll write a song in like 30 minutes and sometimes it's like something I come back to over several days or even weeks. Like it'll be like, I have this song and I didn't have the last verse and then I'm feeling it now and I write the last verse. Do you ever like cram and like try to make a song? Like just like try to... No, cram. no. Because I feel like, because like I was watching a video of like some artists and stuff and they're like trying to make albums. I feel like some of it's like rushed sometimes and they just try to make shit. Yeah, and I feel like bad for them. They should be making stuff, yeah. You know? But yeah, that's tough. So you have a new song coming out though, right? Yeah. The Thursday night. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Awesome. Well, do you have yeah, anything uh, else you want to talk about? We've been going for a long time. Yeah, we have. Yeah, sorry to keep you on this long, Chan. No, I like doing it. It's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. I like trash talking Draymond. <laughs> this uh, this this episode's been like crazy kind of all over the place because like I don't really I wasn't like following anything because I've just been watching baseball. And so, I'm like, I, f- I feel like a dumb dumb when we, like, talk about it. So I know, like, players and stuff, but it's, like, I don't know. We I should re- just have a Draymond debate episode, and I can come ready with lots of stats and history on him and just what absolutely you, What stats him. do you need? Just go on his freaking Wikipedia page, and it's stats. No, before. like, throughout his career and, like, in college and everything. I'm, I'm trying to Where he's the Big Ten player of the year at Michigan State? Or was he? Because he didn't deserve that if he was. Mm. What school did – uh didn't – uh Damien go to Weaver State? Yeah, he rose from the mud. Mm. Crazy how you can go to a small school like that and still be better than someone from Michigan State. <laughs> yeah, leaps and bounds. Like, obviously, it doesn't say much about Tom Izzo if a kid from Weaver State outperforms like a first-round draft pick. From Completely Weaver different State. skill sets, guys. It's not Because well, one one is like has a good skill set and the other doesn't. Is that what you mm. mean? They're different in that regard. How many rings does Damian Lillard have? How many chances has Damian Lillard had to play with two other All Stars? I don't know, but like, if he was if he was super good, like Kawhi, wouldn't he like carry the team to the finals himself? I think it's harder for a point guard to carry a team than it is for a six eight player to carry a team. Dude, Kawhi's hands are like the size of my computer screen. Yeah, even bigger. It's crazy. But yeah. We'll have to have Channon back on for the NBA Finals once we know who's in the Finals. Especially, I can't, yeah. The Heat and the Clippers, baby. Clippers. It's going to be great when the Lakers and Celtics are there. That's funny. We have Battling entirely different ideas of who's going to the Finals. I think the Celtics are going to take it home. Win it all? You think the Celtics bring, would beat the Lakers? Bring it home another banner. Oh, yeah. Celtics in four. Against the Lakers? No, honestly, Celtics in six. Against the Lakers? Yeah. Okay. Jalen Brown's going to lock down AD and LeBron at the same time. They're just going to have four guys on the court. Kemba Walker's going to score like 65 points. I'm excited to see that. Also, Jason Tatum is probably going to have like, he's going to have at least, he's going to average like 35 a game, which is actually possible. So LeBron won't guard him or anything? No. LeBron's trash, dude. Uh, 
You think I think LeBron's probably the best player in the league, honestly. I'd rather serious? have I'd rather have LeBron than Kawhi. Really? Yeah. Jonah, wouldn't come. you? No. You wouldn't rather have LeBron? Do you think LeBron's the best player in the league though? No, I think Kawhi is. Yeah, is I, I think is LeBron Kawhi second? is Yeah, what at what point over the last like two years has LeBron like been better than Kawhi? Like never. I feel like th- I feel like the best player in the NBA is an award that's earned during the po- or is a title that's earned during the postseason. Like yeah. obviously, if you took all eighty-two games into account, like over the span of the majority of those games, like Giannis is undoubtedly like the most. Yeah. and Kawhi player. probably didn't even play in half of them. Who wins one v one? LeBron versus Kawhi. Yeah. Kawhi. Yeah, probably Kawhi. Hmm. Who wins 1v1, Steph or Kawhi? Oh, Kawhi, easily. Really? Yeah, it's Kawhi. What if Steph gets hopped behind the arc? Kawhi will guard him. Yeah. No. Yes. Who wins Kawhi. one Giannis or Kawhi? Yeah, the thing, you kind of like proved the point. thing here. <laughs> you, you proved the point, though. You said what happens if Steph gets hopped behind the arc. With Steph, it's an if. If, yeah. if he gets hot. Steph's not stopping a Kawhi post-up. Kawhi's taking his ass underneath the basket. I think we don't even realize and see what Kawhi can do because I feel like he just, like, it's up to him. Yeah. Like, if he wants to shoot the three, he's going to shoot it and he's going to knock it down. If he wants to shoot the pull-up jumper or if he wants to go in the post. He's going to knock down every three. He's so strong and he's so quick that he can basically get off any shot he wants at any time. All right. You never answered me, Shannon. I don't know because... Giannis is pretty hard to stop from just going to the basket. I, would, I mean, one-on-one, on one, if you can set up and guard him, you can slide in front of him. So I'll probably take Kawhi. Giannis isn't going to shoot. He's not going to hit a step-back jumper on him. An NBA player, 1v1, is going to be able to move their feet. If it's Who not wins like- 1v1, Jamal Murray or um, Donovan Mitchell? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I might take Donovan Mitchell on that. Yeah. Jonah? I think I'd go Jamal Murray. Okay. Really? That would be okay. a fun one, though. I just feel like... I don't know. Because I feel like Donovan could get to the basket at will. I, I feel think, like... I think Donovan's a little bit more crafty. Yeah, and I think Donovan's so much quicker that... Yeah. would be one he could just kind of run past Jamal and blow by him almost. So maybe Donovan. All right. I, I think they'd have a hard time stopping each other. Though. Yeah. Myers, tough. Leonard, or Draymond? Myers, Leonard. Myers. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. not even close. Really? Myers could just shoot over Draymond. Yeah. What about Draymond? What's Draymond going to do? Like tickle Dude. his chin? Yeah. As soon as they check the ball, if Draymond's pulling up. And then what? That's good. That's yeah, it? that's what he wants. That's what Myers Banks Leonard would it want. home? Of course. I love it when Draymond Green shoots threes. Yeah. It's a sigh of relief. He drains everything. Corner three. Myers has already won that. As an opposing three, it's a sigh of relief. Stop. He drained. He's he's made some clutch threes in his time in his day. I think a lot of players would have made those more than Myers and Leonard. He hasn't had the chance. Myers Leonard dropped thirty on Draymond. Draymond didn't drop thirty on Myers Leonard. I think people forget how young Myers Leonard is too. Like he, has, <laughs> he hasn't even he hasn't even started to enter the finals. How old is oh, he? 28, 27? I think he's twenty nine or thirty. Oh, 
<laughs> he's going to be playing his best basketball at like 35 years old. That's facts. Because he's never been that athletic. So it's not like his athleticism is going to leave him and he's just going to keep refining. His exactly. He's going to be okay. a... Kyrie oh, yeah. or Kemba? Kyrie or Kemba? I don't he's think... Kyrie. Yeah, I don't think... Kyrie, I don't think any oh, point guard can beat Kyrie Irving one on one. No, yeah, I don't even think Dame or Steph could. Me either. I think Steph can beat any point guard one v one. I disagree. Who's the best? I think defensive Steph point is guard not guard? actually very good one on one. Who's the best defensive point guard? Yeah, Eric Blood. So I would have to say. Who's the best complete point guard? Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul versus Kyrie Irving. Who do you think would win, Kyrie? Kyrie. Kyrie. Russell Westbrook. Versus Kyrie Irving, yeah, Kyrie Irving. Hmm. Russell Westbrook Russell sucks Westbrook. at basketball. He's horrible Russell at basketball. Westbrook would be a good one v one player. He wouldn't be because he doesn't know how to put the ball through the hoop. He he can't. He sucks. But he can put you on a poster. But Westbrook not one v one though. That's hard to do one v one. Westbrook's best attribute is how good he is getting rebounds and running the floor, which is like the one thing that doesn't apply. And yeah, one-on-one. he can bolt by you quick. He's probably one of the fastest players in the league. Huh? I can blow by you, but that doesn't mean he's going to finish. He's not going to finish. Steph or Trey Young? Steph. Yeah, probably Steph. But I bet Trey Young would be a good 1v1 player. Yeah, I could see him being really good 1v1 because he would just like, you run backwards, go to the logo, and shoot it. That's not really a good 1v1 shot. No. That's your 1v1 shot, Jeff. Dude, Jonah wrecks me in basketball. Hey. Yeah, Jonah's so good. Let's Jonah, go. you know what, you know what, Jonah? This is the ultimate roast ever. Jonah's like, I feel bad because like I always invite you to do stuff. Like I play you in golf and I play you in basketball. <laughs> and he shreds me in both. <laughs> He's like, Do you want to go to the batting cage? I'm like, what? No, Jonah. I'll give you. I'll. I'll. have another chance at it soon, though. You know how many games we've? I don't know how many games you think we played. Forty nine. No, twenty eight. And I'm. No, we've played twenty nine. Twenty nine. We've of basketball. We've, we've yeah. played it. We've played at least like seven <laughs> series of seven. No, because I remember we've played. We played. Oh, we always three. stop early though, because you yeah, always beat me. Yeah, we played. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I went twelve and zero against you the first time we played, and then I went sixteen and one against you last time. Let's go, Jonah. I know, but Calvin's improving though. I he's, he's hot on my heels. Did you I ever play basketball like in middle Calvin? school in city league? But I'm always you trash. Didn't? What city league team are you on? Like, who was on your team? Uh, well, it's different. One was like Kyle, Jonah, Sean. And like that was, and then another one I was, I had like Greg Pretty was on my team, with like oh, man. a bunch of scrubs. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like me, I'm a scrub. Everybody on our team is scrub. On this episode, you're featuring a member from the greatest city league team of all time, and honestly, maybe the greatest city league player of all time, and that being myself. How well, do you're think, honored to have you. Thank you. How do you think your game's gonna translate? Because obviously, like being a city league player is one. Thing, but like intramural, that's like a big step up. Like you're gonna be playing with the big boys next year. Like, yeah, like, I think like, it'll definitely be a there'll be a transition period. But wait, I think I'm still gonna find to? my game either way. Oh, There's I see. Gonna it. be a learning. Oh, sick. for sure. Yeah, that'll be a learning. <laughs> you honestly could make the team. Facts. No, I'm just kidding. I'll walk on. You could. 
Wayne would welcome you. He'd be like, come on. That's facts. I'll say, I have a championship and they go with what school? I'll be like, uh, the boys and girls. <laughs> Just show them your resume. <laughs> where'd you learn, champion. Where'd you learn all your skills from? Dooman. Derek Dooman. He'd throw away the resume. Not Just either. kidding. Derek Dooman's one of the best coaches in the um, mid Willamette Valley Conference or whatever you call it. Actually, I actually really like Derek Dooman. I don't, yeah. He's only, he's yelled at me a few times in Wade's class, but like. He gets hated on by other players. I like him a lot. He seems like fine. I've just had a couple interactions with him where it's like he yelled at me. Cause like, yeah. The only know. thing I would have changed is on uh, offense. Like if we just gave me the ball every time, I think that would have worked a little better. But... Wait, did you play this year? No. I couldn't. You were ineligible. Yeah. That's why I played City League. Oh, uh, there. Yeah. How would, did Blake Bowers and them have a team? No, they didn't play because they found out about our team. They didn't want to play. Because I remember, like, there was, like, Jaden Lopez, Blake Bowers, and another team. Yeah, they were Biddy League, but we beat Biddy League by, like, 50 this year. We scored 113 points. Really? Yeah. How? We were nasty, dude. I'm telling you. Who was on your team? It's me, Hunter Williams, Wyatt Javage, Bjorn. Wyatt's good. Yeah, Wyatt. Yeah, he was our second best player. I would say he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good. Uh, he's your CJ McCollum. Facts. That's so facts. Uh, Landon, Chase, Bosman, and Bryant. That's that's a good team. Yeah, we were nasty. I'm telling you. Wow. We won the championship by like 30. Who was that against? It was like Carter Catchell, Patrick Burris, uh, Tyrus. Those were like their good players. And they had like Timmy Hubert. Timmy Hubert's what? Not when I'm on the court, apparently. Jonah, how did you do in your, in your games? What do you mean? Didn't you play like against kids at uh, U of O? Oh, intramural, you mean? Yeah. Uh, not that good. We started Let's out go to the left side. We started out four and zero, and then we finished four and four. So we we ran out of steam. Did you get a lot of minutes? Yeah, I mean, there were only eight guys on our team, and so would you would you average? Uh, I don't know. I know my career high probably was- like thirty five. It's fine. Twenty. <laughs> Dude, you're wet though. You're what was your logo, career high? Logo Willie. In our what? first in our first game of the season, I dropped twenty eight, and then I never got and then I never got more than sixteen in the other seven games. Twenty eight, that's cold. Yeah. That is nasty. Did you, did you did you drive it all or in that game? Hit him with a couple of reverse lands. No, I t- that was the one where I tried to get my step back going. I've I've played quite a few people one-on-one and no one can finish better than Jonah Willard. That's not true. I remember one time me and Jonah 2v2. Remember at Nick's house? No. It was like, I think it was like Kyle and Tanner or something. And we beat him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right. So I'll take your word for it. <laughs> me and Jonah go hard at G3. 
facts. Oh, really? Yeah. We should do that again soon. Yeah. We should. I'm going to get a monthly membership. I, I, I like have fun, but Jonah thinks that I'm not but I'm like trying my best. <laughs> he feels bad. <laughs> I'm like, no dude, I'm trying. Like, it's fine. I don't care that I lose. Like, it's fine. I'm just doing it for the exercise. Jonah, I can be good at times, but most of the time I'm bad. Jonah, I have a, so when I was working on the golf course, I found a 60 wedge. Is that what it's called? Yeah. A log wedge. Yeah. I found it on the course and I took it to try to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> I said I sent you a picture of it. I think you said it was like a nice one back in the day. Oh, it was like was it the Nike one? Yeah, the Nike one. Gotcha. I, I sold it, and then the guy who like returned it. He said it was unusable. He was it, it was BS. There's like a dent on the uh, like a really teeny tiny dent on the back of it, and he said it was unusable. He's yeah. like, I wanted to use it as a practice club, but it's unusable. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, wait, where'd you work? Um, the Corvallis Country Club. Really? That's cool. Do you was, golf? Uh, it wasn't no. Oh. It wasn't cool. It was horrible. Really? What'd you do? Well, honestly, it wasn't horrible last year because it was like me, Brian, and Colby and Bjorn working there. So it was fun and we just did sand traps. But this year I tried to go back and they wanted me to work by myself all day and you have to be there at five AM. Doesn't Landon work there now? No. We no. both. What do you mean sand traps? Landon used to work there though. Oh right? yeah, he worked there with us. You yeah, just yeah, go yeah. around the course raking? Yeah, we just rake them. And we it's you, it? you can you can honestly do it in like two hours and we and there was like you could do it in like two and a half hours by yourself and we would take like five hours to do it with five of us just because we would take like a ten minute break after every trap and we'd go super slow because we just wanted to milk it and there was no supervisor or like superintendent and so no one cared. But this year there was one, and so I quit. And then yeah, he like I texted him and told him me and Lana were both. Every playing. every adult who works at a golf course is pretty much an asshole. Like I, yeah, there are very few like people who work at a golf course who are nice. I feel like that's facts. Well, the guys who were working there before were cool because they were all making minimum wage like us, so they didn't care. But the but, supervisor people, yeah, club pros are pretty much always dicks. The assistant yeah. club pros. The assistant club pros are always cool, but the actual club pros are always jerks. Facts. But yeah, so we found that club and me and Buffy went to the to the river and we were Jonah, I was hitting that thing one fifty plus with the sixty wedge, I'm telling you. Just happy Gilmoreing that thing. Absolutely launching it. Rockets. Wow. It was sick. That's dope. That's sick. I think me and me and Wyatt Javage went golfing and we tried to use, we used like, I forget what it was. I think we used chippers, like a, a similar club for like a par four. And it took me forever to get on the green. Yeah, no was, was, it took was, me like eight or nine shots because I kept hitting it in the tree. <laughs> I was trying to get like Brian Bjorn to go with me to like, what's that one place? The place in North Albany? Spring Hill. Yeah. Golf Club of Oregon. Yeah, yeah, that one. And I was trying to just uh, play like nine holes with only the 60 wedge, but they told me it couldn't be done. Did you do it anyway? No. Ah, that's tough. But yeah, it's late, fellas. This is going to be a long one. I'd be surprised if I would, I give, if anybody like actually listened to this all the way through, that's. that's, You might want to just like cut off the last 30 minutes of it. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. If somebody actually listened to this, we should probably check on them because yeah, <laughs> if they have that alone, 
if they have that little to do that's crazy but yeah this was fun guys sorry i didn't really have much to contribute besides kind of smack talking but it's fine no that's the best part yeah all right cool all right good night guys thank you for doing this later for sure bye bye